Welcome, one and all, one and y'all, to the Radio Arcade Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Big Sexy. Uh, <laughs> uh, and you, you all know my uh, my wonderful co-host, Carpenter Arcade. Um, we are not here with uh, the dump truck, but one day he will be here. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys, I just had to do that. It's, of course, Chris and Christian. Uh, Christian, how are you doing today, bud? Uh, I'm okay. I'm tired, but I'm okay. <laughs> right on and i just sprung that intro yeah yeah there's no warning <laughs> <laughs> i thought it'd be funnier that way um and dear listener welcome back to the second episode um of the the radio arcade podcast um we are now a few uh just to give a quick update during our last episode um we had said like hey we were recording on skype um christian's hard drive had crashed we had recorded a debut episode we were going to try to share it and more importantly um try to get some of uh christian's songs back unfortunately um that wasn't doable um which the the most sucky part there is the songs uh because christian is a incredibly talented musician um but from his own uh, from his words and i don't make music except for uh goofing off with loops and um garage band and even that like for 30 seconds where you want to find like a bump in 30 seconds that takes a while i can't imagine full songs so um yeah man i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know dude it's it's okay yeah it's gonna it's like a long 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 time um yeah, I guess I'll uh, I'll be able to recreate them. Like I have the MP3s of most of them. So um, yeah, but no, man, you you do write. Like your your tunes are good that you write. Uh, there's a couple where I'm like, man, you, you could really flesh this out into an actual song. <laughs> I I appreciate that. I yeah, I I like the Garage Band. It it, cra- it scratches that itch mm-hmm. um, where I'm like, all right, I wanna I wanna create. <laughs> I wanna be artistic, but I don't wanna write and I don't wanna record. <laughs> what can i do i like music all right let's just find this loop and how can i make this sound the most dre like (laughs) because you did a good job that was very dre like (laughs) (laughs) and uh yep that's our we're we're talking about our current theme but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna mess with that a little bit as time goes on because um as you pointed out it's missing bass and was because I couldn't find a bass loop that I liked that didn't take you out of the the piano and the guitar part. Um, but you've got such an ear for that stuff. I can't wait to hear it. Um, and then, listener, we will also have a logo um, going forward. And by the time this episode drops, I'll, I'll try to have our Twitter set up. Um, but like I said in my most recent uh, One Cross Radio episode, I haven't been as much of a rush for Twitter. Because it's it's Twitter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Twitter can be. Oh, it's so bad, man. It, it takes people come on. Like you're really starting to see people come on and, and just have a take for the sake of like either being contrarian or like how yeah like how can this take be as like new or how can I like if they're leftist like how can I make this as far left as possible how can I like like for instance I you know the did you see um AOC she attended the Met Gala with yeah yeah. And there's Christian. 
Christian? Aesthetics and stuff. And what are, like, what are, uh, what are you doing? You know? Like, uh, where, where are you? Yeah. Sorry, uh, you cut out right as soon as you said Met Gala. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay, so AOC uh, attended the Met Gala with a white dress, and on it, in red, uh, large letters were was the phrase "tax the rich," right? Right. And a lot of the far left spaces that I frequent were criticizing her for basically like, oh, so you're going there, you're hobnobbing, blah, 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 and all you do is wear a dress that says tax rich, like you're not doing anything, you're a liberal with social as, uh, socialist aesthetics. And my thought is like, well, what are any of you doing? Like, what power have you gained? What 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 positions are you in to make any significant or, or material change, right? And it's like, she was she's a politician, she was invited to go there. It, it just seems like people are more interested in, in how, like, like, oh, if I can, like, I need to prove that I'm this far left. I'm so much more authentically left than, like, anyone. And, and it's 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 really gross. And, um, yeah. yeah, it seems like a lot of them are more interested in, like, LARPing and performative, quote-unquote, change than, like, actual concrete, like, organizing or change. And um, my, my thing is, like, I, I just, I wonder how many people online I'm interacting with that are, like, not adults, you know? <laughs> <laughs> It's it's like I'm like am I like sitting here getting angry that a bunch of teenagers are being teenagers and like idiots and stuff like am I like is, I really like to know. <laughs> I I had to stop um stop myself from questioning when I see some of those takes being like especially if it was from some and here we go. Okay, so what were you saying? All right. Uh, one quick sec. Sorry about that, listener. Uh, both Christian and I are having Wi-Fi difficulties today. Um, so the, the audio quality will probably be impacted. We apologize for that. Once we both have laptops again, we'll be recording with our mics and we'll sound a lot better. Um, but also, <laughs> the call is at points getting randomly dropped. So if it seems like it stops in the middle of a thought, it's because it did. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll try to uh, please bear with us, and we promise going forward uh, we will have as little of these issues as possible. It's just at times it's outside of our control, and we'd rather have an episode than not. Um, all that disclaimer aside, as I was, when I see uh, when I see some of those takes, and then I do see it, it's younger people. I'm just like, oh my gosh, man, was I this pretentious when I was that age? Yeah, no. <laughs> was, like, I mean, that, was I that much of a know-it-all? <laughs> honestly, there's something I think back to all the time, and I want, it'd be nice if one of them was listening to this, but I, I remember remember how um, Heather Martin, Heather Henning, Stephanie yeah. Huston, and I can't remember who, I think there was another girl. Um, uh, Brittany. Yeah, Brittany Servinos? I think so. Yeah, they made, like, a forum, right? Oh, they made a forum? Yeah, you remember that in high school? They had a forum. And, like, oh, I we, didn't know about that. Yeah, I think it was them and, then like, our friend group. It was only, like, a handful of people. Maybe, were, like, you know, maybe, like, under 15 or something. Um, but I'm, I don't know. I'm sure you were part of it. You probably just don't remember. But Yeah, I, I, I didn't become friends with them till like, grade 11. So that would have been maybe after. Um Maybe it wasn't high school. Like I remember. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Moving on. The point is, um, <laughs> the point is that I I would write like crazy stuff 
on that forum. <laughs> and um, I really like looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, I was definitely like this. Like I was definitely like, but it's, it's like, I don't know. It, it's, I, I felt like when I was that, like that young, I, I learned stuff from their reactions to the things I said, right? Like I learned stuff about myself. I learned stuff about like what you, how you should basically form your ideas or, you know, I'm not saying I do that perfectly, but I'm a lot better than I was when I was 16. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's it's uh but it was interesting it was a good like venue to get like feedback from people who weren't strangers and didn't have like an agenda they were just like friends and like hey maybe you shouldn't be so uh you know like, <laughs> like maybe you be a little more flexible in the things you think right and it's like oh okay yeah, maybe right and that me. that abrasive wasn't at you uh as you were saying i've just been thinking like yep yeah. no i was i was a bit of a I was a bit of a douche. <laughs> bit of a know it all. <laughs> yeah, but it's like we like we didn't like these social media platforms. They're specifically designed to like to poke and project, like get you to basically be the worst version of a person, right? <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's like hey, like all those worst, all those terrible inclinations you have, like your ego and like your your you know when when you're like hey maybe I don't know everything I'm talking about, but then you take a really hard stance on it anyway, and you know what I mean, or like. Like, even people who the whole point is to be, like, as edgy and as, like, extreme as possible in their view, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, I remember when Facebook started, like, at first it was, I'd say, harmless. Yeah. Um, But it's not that way anymore just because, like, it targets content towards you, which in some ways you could be like, oh, that's fine. Cause it's like, d- d- is this ad relevant to you? Should we block this ad? I'm like, I wish you didn't have ads to begin with, but you're a public company and this is how you make a coin. So I understand. Um, but then it's also like, it tracks what you're blocking and it tracks what you're looking at. So then it caters posts to your newsfeed, be they stuff that will make you outrage because you're clicking the clickbaity outragey um posts or articles or whatever um or just the everybody who agrees with you so suddenly you're like well yeah everybody agrees with me that uh, i must be right <laughs> like a lot of people feel this way yes like, because you're you've intentionally or not you've limited yourself you've created an echo chamber around yourself the echo chamber that you will say someone on uh, like your opposing side be it right or left has done yeah, the same you'll yeah. criticize it's them a, wait, and you're not aware you're doing that yes yes i can chris <laughs> christian i can chris. hear you chris dad <laughs> hello chris christian all right, listener, and we're back. Um, we're learning as we go. This is probably going to be a shorter episode just because both of our Wi-Fis are whooping our butts. Um, Christian, are you there? Yep, I'm. I'm here. I'm here. Hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> oh, yes. Awesome. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yeah, man. But uh. That's the downside of social media and Twitter in particular, because um, I remember I remember talking to you at points and it's funny when you mentioned the contrarian thing, just because uh, listener in our in our chat group with uh, with our friends, Mike Darko and Tom, um, we uh, I, I 
made my name Contrarian Chris, um, <laughs> just because at times I, I can be contrarian, um, but not to be, not just to be a contrarian. It's just, I'll respond in a way where it's like, hey, I get where you're coming from, but this sweeping statement is not accurate for a lot of people that you're you're making it about. And then... I'm working on that. Uh, but no, then yeah, I, I think, yeah, because like you are like you're not it's not like your objective is to like be contrarian. Right. No. Like your objective is to like, you know, uh, elucidate or expand upon or like to give context to or, or whatever. And yeah, it's, it's sometimes it's it's here's the thing. Here's my issue is um, like I was always like, yeah, Chris, I know that. But I still think what I think. <laughs> like, in fact, <laughs> that is that's the reason i think what i think and it's and i think it's it's sort of like it's open it's eye-opening in a way but like in, in other ways it's like it's like oh okay yeah yeah chris is right i guess technically but <laughs> you know um i'm always right so i won't give him this point <laughs> yeah. or yeah yeah it's like let me frame it in a way like we're both wrong or something like let's see if i can like, make it a tie no uh <laughs> but no no it's just, I guess it feels that way sometimes when it's like, um, it's, it's once it's, it's weird because like you're with friends. So it's kind of like, I don't know, man, there are no real stakes. Right. So it's like, you know, it, it it's, it costs you nothing to just be like, yeah, man, I get it. Right. <laughs> um, but it's, um, I don't know. It's difficult to parse out when, when it's appropriate to really like, yeah. Like, Hey, this is like, Hey, 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 maybe, maybe you're a bit wrong here. Maybe you should <laughs> take a step back and, and think. Right. Yeah. Now, and and I'll admit that's something I struggle with and something I'm working on. And I've gotten better at it online because I'll just be like, all right, I'm too worked up and I know I'll respond in a bad way. And mm -hmm. you lose so much context when you type it. Mm -hmm. um, whereas with friends, it's like, all right, they'll give me the benefit of the doubt. But then I'm just like, now nah, you're still typing it. <laughs> yeah, you know what's interesting? Like, I, I'll go on Reddit and I'll see people who, like, for instance, someone recently said to me, "People like you," and I was like, "People, you, you don't know me, man. Like, you just, you said people like me. You made a like a crazy assumption, right? Like, it's like you've decided yep. who and what I am, and you're gonna respond according to that. And it's like, hey, man, like, if you want to know what I think about something, you can. I'm here. I'll tell you, right? Like, you don't need to say people like you with literally no information, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like I'm fully, like, and and I think that's like that's another thing about social media where it's like people like it's like a, just an avenue for people's egos for a lot of the time right to like within one respect or or, uh, or another uh, or to one extent or another right like you know i'm not saying it's like a zero or a hundred thing um but like people are so quick to like dismiss you and, and put you in a box. like same with like right wingers you know like go on the joe rogan subreddit to mess with uh you know idiots and because um, <laughs> these people are chris they're like it's violently stupid like i i can't it's it's crazy, but uh, these are real, like, and, and okay, so these people will be like, oh, you know, the left all wants, wants to kill us all, put us all in cages and mobile on. It's like, what? what? Like, I, don't, I don't think, I don't think anybody wants, well, maybe some tankies, right? But like, I, I, you know, uh, that's not Democrats or anything. It's not like your average run of the mill liberal wants any of that crap. Yeah. And um, it, it's, it's interesting. Like, I think people should be, people should be more worried about how curious they are as opposed to how smart they are or how right they are, right? Like, you should really try and cultivate a lot more curiosity, because I find a lot of people, they're not asking any questions. They're not, they're, they're just saying, uh, I know how you think. I know what you're doing. I know who you are. And it's literally, like, they could, like, these people could be arguing with a bot, 
you know like they, that's, yeah. that's that's how critically they're thinking they're not like they have they have no idea who they're talking to but there's they just paint them all with like this, this fox news uh brush right which is <laughs> dude when you watch fox news, the rhetoric on there is like they just they constantly talk about the left and liberals and they want to do this and they want to do that and it's like <sighs> you, never, you never see that stuff on any other main like you know they you can talk about like leftist media and stuff it's like I don't think you go you turn on CNBC or or, C, or um, MSNBC and they're talking about the right and conservatives want this you'll never hear anything they never hear any sort of fear mongering or they 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 may like present they may omit things right not things about like like an event but like events altogether. You know, mm-hmm. they might not cover them, but, you know, they're not going to give you this crazy editorialized fear mongering like the right. They're trying to like take your abortion or something, you know, it's like it's um, it's well, I mean, if they did, I mean, that would just be a factual statement. But um, <laughs> it, uh, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. The stuff people uh, online do like there, there's not enough um, humility and like curiosity and and stuff like that. Right. Um, well, it's, it's like. I- I remember at points um, I, I I'd share with you um, just some like horrifying left like left takes mm. um, just be like it wasn't to be like this is all the left but because we've been talking politics and left uh, like just the state of politics and how it's handled <laughs> um, yeah for years now and at points I'd be like. Uh, you would say, I think at one point you were like, I don't understand why the right has this opinion of the left. Like, it's all this, it's all this, it's all this. I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm going to find some takes to show you um, why, but, and not to give them the, like, to be like, they're right in doing this because they're not. You shouldn't be making sweeping statements and deciding who one person is or what an entire group is, especially based on like a couple bad takes Mm. um but it would be like so many say there's a bunch of people from the right or the left on on twitter and they'll see the ones that are getting the clicks the retweets and all that and generally they're like the most horrible non-measured takes and it's like a bunch of people on the right who are for the most part only exposed to their ideas um are then seeing this and seeing like the 10,000 people who liked the tweet and how many times it's been retweeted. Oh, and gosh. they're forming that opinion of the left because that's all they're seeing. And it's like that, that's a huge problem. And that can happen like that can happen with someone on the right and the left as well. It's not a, a political thing, it's a social media issue. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like, Man. The most extreme, like, left doesn't have any power. Like, there's no manner in which, like, even, like, okay, so these people are, like, you can take, okay, you can take, like, the craziest left person or right person on, you can find online and be like, oh, this, like, this is what people are freaking out about, right? And it's like, okay. Yeah. Okay, I get it, but, like, let's look at the context, right? Like, how much, like, it's, if, if you look at, like, what happened on January 6th, like, you know, when was the last time, like, there was a leftist revolution where, like, they almost overthrew democracy, right? Or they, yeah. or, you know what I mean? Like, even like even the craziest leftist take, there's no way for them to implement it. But if you look at the craziest far right take, it's like, oh, crap, dude. Like, this, their stuff is getting people organized and, and, and trying to overthrow democracy and murder the re- elected representatives, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's sort of like, okay. And honestly, dude, like, a lot of the stuff, you know, if you were to show me, like, have, like, I, I bet I would not agree with any of the craziest stuff. Oh, no. Yeah, and right? You never did. 
You're no. just like, what the heck is this? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Like, I don't, I don't, I've never, like, I mean, now I'm starting to see people who say crazy stuff, but it's only because I'm becoming, like, more, a little more online. But, um, you know, I'm like, I get it. Like, if I saw that, I, I you know, I, I mean, I see that, and I'm like, that's insane. But I don't, like, I would have to have so, I've got Dang it. <laughs> Christian? Hello? And any of the ideas in any way whatsoever, right? Um, you know, it's... Um, uh, think, dude, you what? cut out. You cut oh, out for yeah. 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting text messages. Son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stop texting me. <laughs> um, you know, Mark is texting me like I, I, uh, 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 <laughs> you're making the rage noises. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So it's it, so to me, I'm like, okay, yeah, like that's crazy. Uh, and I, but it, it it's weird because I'm like, okay, if I can see that, like as a leftist, and be like, that's crazy. Like someone on the right should be able to do the same. And be like, oh, okay, that's crazy. Like I, I I'm yeah, like, you know. Um, it's, uh, so I feel like people who are on the right who see that stuff and they're like, I was right to think this. It's like, no, dude, like you're just super biased. And, and the yep. second you thought something that confirmed that bias, you ran with it. Right. Um, well, it's, it's like any, anytime somebody sees like those wacky doodle conspiracy theories, like that really make no sense. <laughs> like if you actually pause and ask like why, um, Oh, like the like, Soros thing? Like anything to do with Soros, basically? <laughs> well, no, I was thinking of COVID in particular. Like, oh, yeah. it's not one I've seen in a while, but it was one I was seeing um, and somehow gaining traction. Like, oh, this is all a plot for government control. Like, they're doing this to control us. And it's like, what does the government gain from this? Like, what what what's the accomplishment here? <laughs> Have you actually stopped to ask? <laughs> How yeah. this benefits? Does yeah. it? Because like, it, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's um, what was it? It uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I really don't know. There's so many theories, right? There's so many that like going on, like um, oh, like the vaccine's gonna give you all cancer and stuff like that. It's like, dude, like why would why would the government want to kill all of its most obedient citizens, the people who are willing to get vaccinated right off the bat, right? Like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, so the, all they're left with are, are you people, which I, I mean, if you're out there protesting like vaccines and stuff during the day, you don't even have a job. You're not contributing to society and you're, they're, they're, they're a net drain on society Chris. Like in, in every, in every conceivable measurable ass like, uh, metric. Right? It's, it's, um, yeah. It, uh, Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, this is something I kind of wish we had done a deep dive on because then we could come in with all the different conspiracies that people have like thrown out and then we could address them and stuff like the uh, the ivermectin thing. And um, dude, maybe okay. what maybe maybe we'll do that for our, our next episode or our second next episode. That way we've got like some time to research. And I'll also say like our goal isn't to embarrass mock. <laughs> it's to be like, all right, let's let's see that this holds no water because they don't oh um, uh, my, mine definitely is i am definitely out here to, to mock and embarrass people yeah yeah if you have like views <laughs> for what you should be embarrassed i'm going to make sure that you either don't engage with me anymore or admit that you're like a bad person you should have been <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I don't think, like okay well, 
Okay, check this out. Check this out. So they're, they're floating around, like in Ontario, uh, paying people who are unvaxxed like a thousand bucks or something, right, to get vaccinated. And um, on that thread, everyone was like, no, no. Like, we don't do that. Like, when your kid's like, when your kid's like stamping their foot and screaming and stuff in the middle of the store, do you buy them a toy? Right? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like, what about all the people who went and got vaccinated? Like, are you going to give them a thousand bucks? Like, if anything, what they should be doing is give, giving the people who got vaccinated a thousand bucks and taxing the people who, who are, remain unvaccinated, right? Um, there was, I can't remember, there was a, they did something like that in, I can't remember where it was, but it was basically like a disincentive. Like, you're going to have to pay, um, it was like $200 more for health insurance. I think it was in the States. And the vaccination rates went through the roof. Like, everyone was like, oh, crap, $200 a month? I need to get vaccinated. It's like, okay, so all your principles, all your fears, all everything that you you claimed you believe is now it's because of two hundred dollars a month you're gonna sacrifice all of it bam all of it out the window right um it's uh it just it just says to me that these are just petulant contra uh contrarian uh children right like they're um, they, they, um they, there's no basis for their beliefs on them. <laughs> I'm like society isn't gonna tell me what to do. I'm independent, you know. <laughs> oh, you're not. You're not at all. You're like a little kid who gets to dress up like uh, an independent person and still like reap all the benefits of society and not really contribute in any meaningful way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not that we're ma- anyways. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. See, this is okay. <laughs> this, I just did what I said I didn't want to do, but it felt good. Okay. It felt really good. <laughs> Not that we're making sweeping statements about large groups of people or anything. Okay, okay, I think, okay, 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 okay. I think there are, okay, let's, like, can we, can we, can we come to agreement that there may be large swaths of people that we can make sweeping statements on, like, like, for instance, like, anti-vax people? Um, again, with, uh, I, I'm personally not that comfortable with it mm-hmm. until, until, um, like, if I know why the person is is anti-vax and then even still like i don't you know me i'm not trying to pick fights i'd rather be like because i think that's not good for the the conversation and i know personally i'm not going to learn from someone being like you're an idiot um, for what you believe that actively pushes me away from what that person is trying to show or teach me or whatever um so i personally know but i i yeah uh yeah it's (laughs) like it's i I, when i hear someone's anti-vax or against it or they're having issues with it i i do like to i'd like to find out um i have a friend who i like i'm not naming them or anything because it's it's nobody's business and whatnot but um they are to an extent anti-vaccine but not for everybody but for themselves and they are in a bad situation because they should be medically exempt um by all accounts and their doctor even said to them like i'm not comfortable like telling you you have to go get this yeah because of your medical history but we as doctors are being told the only way you get medical exemption is if you have an allergic reaction to the vaccine. Whoa, the whoa, reason, whoa. The reason uh, they are not taking the vaccine, they haven't taken the vaccine, is because they're severely immune compromised. Yeah. Um, they've had, <laughs> to any vaccine in the past, they've had bad reactions. 
and they're immune compromised to the point that they have to be insanely particular about their diet because if they eat the wrong thing, then they, they, they can't eat for like a week and they've been in the hospital due to bad reactions. That's how immune compromised this person is. And there are other people like that. And I'll make that caveat of this is an extreme minority of yes. people. Yeah. And those people, I'm uh, them, I'll be like, I am 100% behind your stance because if you're if your doctor is being told that they have to, they can't medically exempt you because mm. of the, like you have to have an allergic reaction. Like mm. that's not a good situation. That's yeah, not that's a good not, situation for them. That, that's not okay. That's not, but that isn't the case though, because like most people um, who like, Oh crap. This is, this sucks. Cause I was actually reading about this like a couple of weeks ago and like, it's not fresh in my mind anymore, but um the majority of people who are uh, like that's why like the allergic thing isn't even an exemption anymore um simply by virtue of the fact that like studies have shown that uh with antihistamine treatment after the shot um people like people can get fully vaxxed right like they're fine um for in like so if you do have an allergic reaction uh that's why like it's not exempt right um because you can be treated for it and uh they've shown that like people are fine if they get their antihistamine treatment right now obviously there's going to be like outliers there's going to be people who have stronger reactions than others there's people who are going to need more of treatment than others um but uh the thing is that if you are immune like i was reading about what how they're going to implement the passports and it's basically like you need to have your doctor like your doctor's signature their address and stuff like that right um they have to like write the reason um and there's apparently like a short list of reasons, but my assumption would be that if you're immunocompromised to the extent that like, you know, you if you eat the wrong thing, you're you're sick for a week, um, or like if uh, to the extent where in like, you 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 have a very negative reaction, like every vaccine, um, my assumption would be that you are like you do get medically exempt, right? Like I mean, at the very least, their doctor can can put it forward, right? And then it'd be I guess it'd be up to the government to decide whether or not. But I I just don't see why the government would say. Like, like if the person's like literally like I can't do this, and the doctor's like they can't do this. I don't understand why the government would be like you have to do it. Like they're basically like well, killing someone or something, right? Or yeah, that's where. But like uh, this friend has never ever like lied to me. Um, they they are a very very honest person. Yeah, it's not a situation where it's like my cousin's roommate's best friend. Like, no, no, where no. it's like five times removed. Yeah. So that that's where i'm like okay that part's iffy but if it's because of other situations where it's like oh the especially the the nonsensical conspiracy stuff like oh it's for control and microchipping and all that where it's like that that's factually demonstrably not true like that doesn't hold any water um or when people are saying like well, I've heard from some in the medical community, like COVID's not going to go away. It's it's going to become like the flu and yeah. we're going to have to get the shot every year where yeah. it's like, yeah, but that's something we do and we're fine. And we if if that's the point we're going to get to, then let's get to it, because right now like, it's killing a lot of people um, <laughs> when you like when you talk to people and like, oh, it's. Like 98, per, like you've got a 98% chance of survival and all that, where it's like, okay, yeah, no, you can, you can focus no. on the 98, no, but I, I, let's look at how many total that 2% works out to be. And it's in well into the hundreds of mil, it's in the millions. 
Yeah. Not only that, but like 98%, like uh, that's basically across literally every demographic that can, that can catch COVID. So that doesn't mean that like, you know, you, not you, but like the person like, Hey, you're in your, you know, your late forties and you're obese and you're, you have like, you know, like that doesn't, your, your chances of survival are not 98%. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's like they go down substantially, right, with, like, each decade of age and, like, pound of weight you have on and just, like, all sorts of any other conditions, right? So, yeah, when people are like, oh, it's a 98%, like, that's across the other, that doesn't mean, like, you will survive if you catch it, right? Um, yeah, yeah, that, ooh, that makes me, that, that makes, <laughs> yeah, no, no, and, and I'm not saying, oh, and I wanted to, like, go back to, like, I'm not saying your friend was making anything up, like, oh, no, 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 I, did, I didn't, I didn't yeah. think that. Okay, well, um, clearly there's like a lot of info going around and nobody really like, uh, again, like the provinces and stuff haven't really, at least Ontario hasn't settled on anything exactly yet. Right. So, um, yeah. yeah, I could definitely see, but yeah, man, I mean, like their, their doctor, like, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, and it's not, anyway, it's none of my business. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's like, that's like, and, and I'm not trying to, like I said, throw shade at, Oh man, I kind of hate that I just said that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, like I'm not like this is not casting aspersions uh, on them or any medical professionals or the passport. Um, but it's to also say, like, I think it is uh, as much as I have said to some other people who will like take quotes from Doug Ford from July, being like, "We're not going to do the passport," blah blah blah. It's like, and now he's flip-flopped where it's like, this isn't a flip-flop. He's not changing his opinion, like, in the campaign trail. This is also, like, an ever-evolving situation with advice from medical professionals. And he's getting new information that he's acting on. It's not just like, all right, I'm just going to do this. Because this is also something he's on the record of being like, I don't want to do this. And this isn't to big up Doug Ford, because I'm not a fan of his. Mm. Um but it's also like this isn't you can say a lot about him and his politics. Um, but in this situation, I'd be like, this isn't something he'd wanted to do. He's been crystal clear in like his language, his body language, his, in the written language, every way he's been crystal clear. This isn't something he wants to do. <laughs> No, yeah, and and like yeah, like uh, he's. I mean, he should want to do it. It seems like the solution. And my, my thing is that, and this is happening. Yada, you audio cut out again. <laughs> Chris, Christian. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. Okay. Hey, can you hear hey, me, right? hey uh, it, I can hear you now. It cut out when you were like, he should. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. I don't remember the end of that sentence, but. Um, so yeah, he, he, so he'll say, I'm never doing this. Right. And then, yeah, like maybe a month after everyone understands that, like, that's exactly what he should be doing. He says, okay, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to schedule a day where I'm going to make an announcement about this thing. And then the day comes, and he's like, oh, we're pushing it. We're, we're going to do it tomorrow. Right. Or something like that. And then they, they do do it the next day, but it's like three hours late. And then it's a very, it's a, it's a version of the solution that is so terrible and so watered down that it's not going to actually be a solution to anything. It's just going to cost money and, and time. And, 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 it just seems, and also where are the, where are the billions upon billions of federal aid that we've, that he received. Right. And he hasn't disclosed the, the um, where he's uh, sent it or spent it. Right. So there's billions of dollars unaccounted for there's, 
there's billions of dollars in cuts to our medical and education system in a time where ignorance is just rampant like it's like a, yeah. a it's like a it's like hiv or something and 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 it's like, <laughs> actually ignorance is ignorance seems to be as as rampant and as infectious as covid right um and and then also um that'll go we have COVID. That, that one I'll <laughs> yeah yeah exactly right yeah and then also covid so maybe like education and um healthcare are, are the aren't the things you should be cutting right now right um it's uh yeah i'm not impressed with dofo he's uh he's a the worst like the literal act not the worst like he's a like a nazi or something but like he just he's so incompetent and corrupt like it's just it's sad and it's crazy it's like it's crazy to me that conservatives would vote for him because he's basically a drug dealer right from my experience like he's a crack dealer right so you, you voted for a crack dealer like if you voted conservative and <laughs> With with a proven track record of getting literally nothing done. <laughs> well, like, and that's uh, that, that that to me in a way speaks to a wider issue of the problem we're we're facing with politics in general, yeah. where it's like, okay, I've got to vote for the party because I like I don't want to vote for say liberal or green or NDP or whatever. Um, like I, I just, I, I'll vote, even though it, this person's track record is this, I'd rather them than say liberal where it's like, have you actually looked at say the liberal platform or the NDP platform or not in the case of Dougie, but someone like say someone on the, the conservative side, hypothetically came out with like this amazing platform that would like save Canada and benefit everybody and blah, 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 blah. Um, are you there? Yep. Yeah. My mom texted me. Oh my people. <laughs> Hi Christian's mom. <laughs> Thank you for the happy birthday wish. <laughs> um, yeah. Like say, say that happened. And it would be like, well, I'm not going to vote for them because they're conservative. It's like, but look at the platform or like, or even if the plot also look at the person. And yeah, it's just, uh. well, I mean, like, yeah, a lot of people, uh, a lot of Ontarians are like, oh, I don't want to vote NDP because the, the Ray days, right. Which are like 30, 40 years ago. Now I know. <laughs> like what, but I, I'm not going to like, I don't know. I can't even think of like analogous, like, cause every, every, like any sort of analogous, like, um, statement would be just uh, it would sound on its face far more crazy like it, it's um i i don't know i don't get it, but um it, it's it's almost like people it's almost like people who are uh have been shot up with like eight vaccines saying hey i'm not taking this one <laughs> for whatever reason i i don't know it's, um but yeah it's um like you know for and my going to be like okay well for the ndp to do worse than liberals they would have to lose billions of dollars and for them to do worse than conservatives they would have to kill thousands of people uh like um it's like i mean and i just in that in that sense i mean like um due to doug ford's ineptitude and his foot dragging and all sorts of stuff there wherein like you know it, it likely caused the death of, of unnecessary deaths of thousands of people yeah mm. yeah so i'm like you know I don't think, I mean, the NGP, like, the bar is pretty low, right? And <laughs> it seems to me, if you, um, if you, like, because people are like, you know, like you mentioned, like, oh, vote for the party. Well, it's like, 
I think what we're starting to see now, and what I'm seeing on like the subreddits, like the Ontario subreddit and the Toronto subreddit and stuff, because there's a lot of people who would otherwise have voted um, conservative who are voting NDP, or there's people who are split between the PPC and the NDP, which on the face, you think, how? Like, that's insane. The PPC are basically like they're insane fascists, like they're crazy. These people are insane. Um, and... <laughs> those those parties are... I'm. Okay, no, because there is a communist party of Canada, so that would be the most polar opposite. Oh, <laughs> but it's it's almost like the NDP and the PPC are the most polar opposites that you can get. Yes, exactly. And, and what that says to me is that these people are contrarians. They're, they don't care who they vote for. They just care that they're on the fringe or that they're basically sticking it to the status quo. And I think that can be a good thing, right? Like, like um, I think if, if you... It's like you said, you vote along the party lines, you don't really vote for the person. So, Un- until apparently it's Kathleen Wynne, in which case, like, <laughs> she's the devil. But, and again, I'm not a fan of Kathleen Wynne. I don't like her either. I, I, I think she was corrupt. Like, that whole thing, the McGinty, like, all of that was just, I don't want it again. I would never vote liberal. Um, but it, it's um, it's just crazy to me that these people, like, they, they, they basically don't have principles, they don't have an ideology. The, the ideology is the contrarianism, right? Like, I'm going to stick it to the status quo. And and so if you're if you're not happy with the candidate, but you generally vote along party lines, just vote for vote for the NDP, vote for like a third, vote for the Green Party, vote for you know what I mean? Like, stick it to the main parties. Um, and I think that's the only way we're actually going to get any sort of um, real change is by giving more power to the smaller parties. Again, not the PPC, but um, yeah, that's the only way. And and again, that's why first past the post wasn't implemented, right? Because all of a sudden that would make our democracy a lot more functional and representative. Um, and then the major parties would have to capitulate and compromise with the smaller parties and everyone would actually, you know, have a say and things might actually get done. And that would be terrible. Right? <laughs> yeah, I can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, you did. You were cutting out there, but you're good. Now. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, it's interesting that you brought up when I remember after that, like, I deli- I just did not, I can't remember who I voted for that election, but I knew it wasn't liberal. Um, <laughs> like, I didn't know necessarily about when, like, when she first came in, because she had two elections. Yeah. Um, and it was, I, I didn't know her or any of her background, but I was like, this is, like, they're saying, like, we're going to keep the course of what McGinty was doing, and I'm like, nope, nope, (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) The Liberal Party of Ontario needs a kick in the gonads, because what is this? Um, But then uh, John John Mulcair, when he was running federally, Mm. um, he had... Like I re- like he had said uh, something where I'm like that like it legit bothered and offended me uh, deeply. <clears throat> so then that year I ended up voting green, and I've I've voted green twice now, um, and it's because <laughs> <laughs> like it was I'm like I'm I'm gonna look at the platforms, um, and the green had a really really good platform. Mm. Um, and then that's where I've been like, I, I like to encourage people to vote uh, for whoever, like whoever they're feeling led to vote for as much as I don't agree with the, the PPC, um, because I, I like I've said, and that you and I said this off air before we started recording, mm. I understand uh, libertarian beliefs and 
my, any libertarians listening, this might sound like a sweeping statement, but I'm not, I'm not trying for that. But in my limited, uh, <laughs> my limited experience, um, libertarianism won't, it's good for like a small town or like a countryside, but for say metro <laughs> metropolises <laughs> like Hamilton, Toronto, Ottawa, uh, Vancouver, <laughs> like Vancouver, you know, places where the majority of people live, um, it would be detrimental to those societies because they are, they support so many people. Welfare is not a privilege. It's a necessity. And it's one that needs more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So before we started, I w- again, I want to give my take on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I said, I said to you, I was like, yeah, like libertarianism works. If you're like a dude alone in a shack in the woods <laughs> and the nearest person is 500 miles away. Right. Like libertarianism is a dope ideology then. But yeah, like if it, when it comes down to like the society, it, it, I just it seems like people who push for that again, they want all the benefits of society without having any of the responsibilities, right? Um, and I think libertarianism works if you have yours already. Um, like if you're rich or if you're a corporation or something, then libertarianism is great because then you can protect yourself from anything that might come your way. Um, but yeah, if if you don't have capital then I don't think libertarianism works for anyone, which would like, you know. (laughs) And, and I understand like not wanting big government. Like I I can get that. I can, Um, I can get not trusting the government. I can completely understand that, but I don't think the alternative is like, let's get rid of all the things that the government is involved with because there's, there's no alternatives for them. Like I I've been asked uh, several times because I've brought up like my, my love and my passion and my support for universal basic income. Um, I think it's an absolute necessity, um, at least for Canada for as long, uh, how long, as long as it's needed. (laughs) No, 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 no. As soon as we get it, it's forever. I I don't, there's, yeah, there's, that's never, that should never, ever be a temporary thing. Like we've reached a stage as as a global civilization or capitalism has reached such a late stage where and like it doesn't make if if unless there's going to be like a huge huge overhaul like a global overhaul like this is what we have to do right like it's mm-hmm. absolutely necessary yeah there's, there's like we oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, oh wait, wait, I just I want to say because we were talking about yeah. right and and um crap you said uh, I understand not trusting the government and I understand um Uh, Not not wanting them involved with. Oh, no, no, it's okay. Um, I'll just quickly say, like, when people bring that up, it's like, why would we trust the government with this? It's like, okay, I I can get that. But also, there is no alternative. Yeah, there's not another like, I'd rather the government do it than not have it at all. Yeah. And I've I've worked in social uh, like social institutions and social ministries for 10 years, uh, not to toot my own horn, but I I feel I do have some insight into this. And so many of those policies need a complete overhaul from the ground yeah. up. Yeah. But you don't get rid of them while you're doing that. Unless no. there is an alternative that will supply those needs while the government is getting that complete overhaul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, crap, I can't remember what I was going to say now. Oh, geez. 
Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not your fault. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, let's just move on, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> It'll. Oh, uh... no, no, no. no, here's what I was gonna say. Here's the, oh yeah. So it seems like every, like every time I've seen uh, like a libertarian debate, uh, like you know, I've, like I'll watch Destiny debate libertarians or or Vosh, and um, the liber- like when you try to nail them down on something, they eventually just end up describing government. They're like, I want. I was like, let's let's get everything that government does, but we'll somehow make it work voluntarily. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. It's like you, you, they just come back around to describing government. It's like, well, okay, well, why should we go through all the rigmarole of what you're proposing? And we can just have a government that does all this, and we won't have to think or, or like actually, you know, stress out about any of it or make it complicated. And then actually, like everything will be like a lot more streamlined and cheaper for everybody if we do it this way, and no one's going to get screwed over. And yeah, know, like it's. Um, yeah, with, with some libertarian beliefs, I, I, I almost liken it to anarchy in the yeah. sense of like, oh no, people will do it. I'm like, I have no faith that people will do this. And there's a, a huge track record to support this belief. <laughs> like, I, I don't agree with that for the exact same reason that I don't agree with anarchy. Um, <laughs> people are not trustworthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like, anarchy, like, I think I'm cool with anarchy in the sense that like I I don't trust the state, but it's not like I don't trust the state so much that we should abolish it because I like the the alternative is is far worse no matter like what the iteration is. But yeah, like I I get that like you should never you should never be like oh this party is great like you should always be okay we gave you a shot now you have to pay up like you we you you're on borrowed time you just gotta start doing the stuff we want you to do it shouldn't be like. It shouldn't be like, oh, we voted NDP and I'm going to make any excuse for their inaction or their corruptness or their um, ineptitude. I'm going to make every excuse possible. No, no, no. It should be like literally like if you vote for someone, you should hold them over the fire the entire time at any time. Being like, I'll drop you with without any hesitation. I will just drop you to this fire. I do not care. Like that. That's I, I like that attitude towards the state where it's like you, you just you don't hold water for them. No matter who is in power, if it's your person, or the other person, you 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 are as critical and as unflinching uh in your in your uh assessment of them as possible right yeah no and i i definitely get that yeah um, that's the state either dude like i'm not like i'm like i'm not like oh the government's great like we needed to do oh yeah no like, i get it when people say they don't trust the government. i don't trust the government dude but what else do we have like exactly who are you gonna trust a corporation yeah i'm sure like their motivations and their incentives are way better than the government's like what are you talking about <laughs> oh, dude i've never like that's nothing man people who are like um they talk about like corporations like providing jobs it's like no dude we provide them labor what are you talking about they provide us jobs like 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 who wants a job? Who wants labor? Are you serious? Like, no, dude. No. Like, what? What is a capitalist going to do with a crap ton of machines and money on a deserted island? Like, what? What are they going to create? You know, what are they going to make? Um, it, it's it's crazy to me. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they don't provide us jobs. We provide them labor. Okay, that's they need us. We do not need them. I honestly, dude, I would be more than happy plowing my own fields every day. You know what I mean? I don't give a crap. <laughs> Plowing your own field as a libertarian. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Hunt, hunting, hunting people. I mean, like, dude, it would be great. Uh, it'd be great. Um, it'd be great society if we were like agrarian, but had like a robust government. Um, I, w- I would love that. I mean, I don't need TVs and phones and stuff. I really don't care. Like, none of that matters to me. Some people are like, oh, but we wouldn't have all this great stuff. I'm like, dude, this great stuff is poisoning our minds. It's making us worse people. Like, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, if the trade-off is like, hey, 
you know, you don't get to poison the well of society in the future, but like you, you, um, you know, but, and, and you have to live like a, a somewhat like agrarian or hunter or gatherer or whatever lifestyle. It's like, you know what, fine, whatever, I'll take it. I'll take, I'll take the collapse of society over any sort of like corporatocracy or something, right? <laughs> yeah. I miss the days when the internet was the best thing you could get on the internet was lol cats. I can has cheeseburger. Uh, <laughs> Gotta have me a good lasagna. <laughs> the, the Garfield. <laughs> oh man, things yeah. were simpler. <laughs> oh, I miss early internet. It, it was so sincere and innocent, and and yeah, like what's happening to like society's gonna fall, man. <laughs> it's gonna collapse. If I say one hundred percent gonna collapse, I'm not. I'm oh, man. Future, man. I don't understand people who have kids. Like I, I'm like. You know, like I, I think about that because I, I think about having kids. Right? Like I know, like I'm not ready and I'm never able to afford it. And like I just I don't have it in me to to give enough give up a, enough of my life to have a kid, right? Um, and like I can admit that, but at the same time, it's like also I just don't think it's like honestly I I feel like it's not morally defensible. Like I would feel terrible doing it because it's like you look around the world and you're like, what part of this do you want someone to experience? Like, like, can you really, like, look around and say, hey, you know who's going to love this? Someone who doesn't exist yet. They're going to love, like, coming into this, and it's going to be great for them. I can't wait. Like, I, would, I, can't, I can't fathom thinking that, you know? <laughs> to be fair, I don't think that's what parents are thinking. <laughs> which is the problem. Which is the exact problem. Because I think if, you, if you're not thinking, like, hey, like, I think the moral ramifications of bringing a life into the world should be the utmost, like, like, or if not equal to like how capable are you going to be of taking care of that child right um yeah yeah i don't think enough people think about that like they, i think most children are had like if you think about it, the concept of bringing someone into a world where like and i've said this to you like my my stance is you know you're guaranteed to, to see and feel suffering but you're not guaranteed fulfillment or happiness or love and um um you know i just i, I you know that trade-off to me is is like uh, I don't know, man. I think like if you if you look at the world like realistically and and you're honest with yourself, um, like I I don't think you can say like I'm doing this for this non-existent person. Like are are you having a kid for their sake? Because they don't know, they don't care, they don't exist. They're not a thing. So, you know, <laughs> it's like every every child had is like a selfish act, 100 percent, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, no, I mean it, I mean it's like I'm not I'm not I'm not in I'm not impugning the morality of someone who chooses to have a child. Uh, I'm just stating facts. Like these aren't judgments. These are just I, I mean I'm I'm assuming it's a fact, right? Like can, can you really say like anything I said isn't a fact? I think a lot of this is subjective. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, of course it is. Of course it is. It's like it's like you don't like you can like I I I could like like I said like I still like I may have a kid, right? There may be like right. I'm still young enough where I may have a kid. Um, and yes, I would feel guilty about that. And yes, I would give them all the love that I could, right? I would make sure that they had the best life that I could provide for them, um, or the best experience of life that, that I could provide for them. But, um, you know, I would still, I wouldn't be like, oh, this has normal, no moral implications whatsoever. And I, I'm totally, this is a totally defensible act. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> I, I I guess with me, I'm like, I, I don't know if this needs to be defensible, but, um, also, I like I I I have the benefit of knowing um, many many married couples who are good people um, with who are showing so much love and support and raising their children well. Yeah, <laughs> and I have no doubt that they're gonna 
raise those children into good people. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, the like the world needs more good people. <laughs> I think the world needs less people, period. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, I, and I can understand that take because overpopulation. Yeah. Is, well, it's not even overpopulation. Like it's, it's, well, I mean like overpopulation in the sense that like we don't, you know, we don't use our resources in, in anywhere near an efficient manner. Well, yeah, no, we're abusing our resources and over overpopulating is we're not addressing how we're fixing those resources. Uh, yeah. So those become like that does contribute to a problem, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to I wouldn't be like, nope, we shouldn't have we shouldn't have kids. Now, there are certain. There are certain countries that for a while did do that. China um, yeah. had a limit to one ch- uh, one child policy. Um, and I think now it's at two or three, which is still baffling to me. But it's it's something that like the society, the the society in China hasn't hasn't pushed back on that much. Well, um, to be fair, <laughs> it's an authoritarian. Country. Oh, yeah. No. Well, I, like I was listening to a guy on. um uh, I was listening to one of the uh, the Christian podcasts I listen to. I really enjoy it. It's called Quick to Listen, and it's all about addressing things not in the the hashtag Quick Thought way. Mm. Um, and they were talking to a guy who who is a um, a pastor in China, and they were asking him about this, like what happens, and it would be like a fairly large fine um, because at the time China was like, look. We are running low on resources. This is the way we're going to manage that. And it's just like, that's nuts to me. That's bonkers. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I remember hearing stories about, um, you know, there's this one guy, I think he was a reporter or something. or or I can't remember. It was so long ago. But it might even have been uh, in an issue I had. I used to have a subscription to National Geographic, and they did this one issue on China. And um, basically the guy said, like, you know, you know, I'm walking down the street and like I see a dead, you know, baby girl in the oh, gutter. And he's like, I go to the cops and the cops almost arrest me for for talking about. It. And what the what he found out was that because of that policy, there was a lot of uh, baby girls that were thrown away or, or killed or aborted because horrifying, boys, right? Horrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a yeah. But um no I want yeah I do want to go back like I don't like I'm not saying like people who have had kids are bad people right like, oh no 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 it's just like that's my perspective like I, I can't. yeah and I think I think these are questions like one like especially the manner in which the world is going in society and and I I guess you can make this argument at any time in human history but to be fair uh climate change is a new thing <laughs> right like that's something that you know climate like it's uh climate change COVID these are things that are um. You know, um, also the wealth disparities is higher than it's been uh, globally at any time in history. So um, there's a lot of parts sort of all culminating in, in I guess, like a revolution, right? Like um, you're going to see, uh, you know, um, quality of life drop substantially. Uh, you're going to have people, uh, climate refugees within America, like Americans who are climate refugees moving to other parts of America. You're going to have, you know, like um, look, like, look at uh, here in Canada, right? Uh, you know, we, we have a housing sh- shortage to the point where, um, you know, people are just the, the people who would otherwise be able to contribute to the system are going to be homeless, right? Because uh, we're treating property as if it's an investment and not shelter. 
um, you know, your property should not be an investment. It's it's your shelter, right? That's why we have a stock market. That's, you know, if you need a retirement, we have like many like government funded uh, retirement funds, you know, plans and stuff like that, right? Like it's, it's, um, it's crazy, man. There's, there's, there's a confluence of, of so many things happening right now that are going to lead to like uh, a collapse essentially, right? <laughs> like in some, some regard, the, the, I just, I don't see the world getting better anytime soon. Like any, like even within like the next lifetime or two, I think it's just going to get pretty, pretty damn bad for everybody. Um, oh man, that's the rich. That's <laughs> the rich. They're going to be fine. They're going to they're going to make money off of this crisis. They're going to have their bunkers. They're going to be great. So don't worry about it. If if you're you know if you're a conservative, your stock market is going to be doing fine. You may not you know have a house or your family might die and you might not be able to. But your stock market, those those guys, the corporations are going to be doing great. So I'm sure you'll have no no problem. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um, not to sweepingly general. <laughs> No, no, no. Well, I mean, I, I mean, like I we get talk, what you're we saying, saying right? You look at conservative policies for the past, I don't know, 60 years. Uh, they all seem to benefit the ultra-rich corporations. So, I mean, if you're conservative, that's even if you somehow, for some reason, don't like corporations or the ultra-rich or ultra-wealthy, and you think they're getting away with too much, um, maybe you shouldn't be voting for the party that gives them all their money and power. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's... to be fair, if we're talking the states, if we're talking, you know, Democrats do the same thing. They're 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 the same. Oh yeah. Thing. Not granted, not anywhere near as bad, but but definitely basically the same thing with like a rainbow flag wrapped around them. That's that's basically what the Democrats are. Well, I think that that showed with the most recent election with Bernie, like Bernie is was and is the most like left guy who was on that platform. And he has a fantastic track record. And it's almost like, no, that's going to benefit people too much. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You saw the DNC the more palatable Joe Biden or no, who, Hillary Clinton. That was the oh, thing. Oh, oh which yeah. what? so fascinating to me. Um, not fascinating, but sadly interesting, I guess. Like there's an excellent documentary series uh, about 9-11. I just can't remember the title of it on Netflix. Um, but you see clips from Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton from around that time, like talking about like how they're going to do the war in Afghanistan or any of the societal issues. And they were siding with the popular opinion like one that. Sec. And that's uh, what that was there. Hello. No, I said one sec. I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, go on. <laughs> um, like and that that's what they were doing. That was their prerogative. Um, but then now, of course, they're they're citing the, the popular opinion. And I'm not criticizing them for that. But the interesting thing to me is when we like people will do that. With other people being like, you said this terrible thing in the past <laughs> and hold it up to them where it's like I, I don't see that as much with politicians. And I'm not saying we should do that but i'd be like if we do that with if we're not doing that with say joe and hillary and so many other people i don't think we should do that with everybody like and not to give people a, a sweeping thing but also like look at the time look at the context what was culturally okay back then and it might not have been okay but it was culturally acceptable um be pissed off about what someone's saying now <laughs> Like, yeah yeah i mean i yeah i get it like I, but i feel like 
yeah, there's a lot of I, I see I feel like there's a lot of leeway you can give people who'll be like, Well, it was socially acceptable at the time. It's like, well, yeah, dude, well, you know, I mean, it's it's uh like if it's nineties were a time. <laughs> yeah, but if it was socially accessible to go out and like, I don't know, just wantonly beat the crap out of elderly people, like would you would you defend that? Like would you be like, Hey, hey, everyone was doing it, okay? <laughs> you know, it's like, no, dude. <laughs> It was never right. It was never yeah. cool. And it doesn't matter if it was socially acceptable. It doesn't matter if there was a law saying you can do it. None of that matters. It's not relevant. Right? Like, it's the thing is you don't go beating the crap out of old people, okay? Well, I'll agree with that. <laughs> I, I, I think there's a difference. Well, between... no, it Pardon? It depends. Right? Well, you're basically making an argument like, okay, well, if something was socially acceptable, we shouldn't judge people based on like the standards of today. We shouldn't judge people in the past. And what I'm saying is that um, like it, it, irrespective of whether or not something was socially acceptable or even legal, that doesn't mean it was morally admissible, right, or defensible. And, no, and I, th- I, I, I think that's fair. There's, and there's think, merit to that. Yeah, and I think in any time wherein, like, think, like for instance, like when slavery was legal, there was a bunch of people who were like, hey, I could totally partake in this. We're not going to because it's immoral, right? It may be mm-hmm. legal. Everybody may be doing it but there's no way in hell I'm doing it. And it's like, okay, well, see, you're a good person. You get to, you get to stand on your soapbox 30 or 40 years later and be like, Hey, I didn't do that. <laughs> like judge the crap out of people who did because, Hey, you didn't have to. Right. Um, and I think there's a lot of people who, who will explain away like corp, like corporations and decisions they make. It's like, Hey, well, they have a profit incentive, so they have to do these things. And um, I can't remember. Somebody said that recently. There was a CEO where he just went and did a lot of buybacks and stuff. And he was like, hey, what, what do you expect me to do? I have, I'm beholden to my shareholders. Like, what, like um, until they change the laws, this is what I have to do. It's like, it's not what you have to do, dude. Like, what the hell? You don't have to do anything. Like, unless it's like you're legally obligated to do it, right? Like, um, yeah. I don't like that. I really don't like that. It's like, no, no, you don't. You literally don't have to. You, it's, it's, I don't know. Um, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I, I, I think, I think you're right. I think there is an extent to which, like, maybe, like, if someone's doing good, very good work now, maybe we should be, you know, a little more understanding. Um, it's, it's, it's difficult though. It's difficult to parse out. You know, like, I think it's very contextual. It's very like you have to take it on a situation by situation basis. Oh yeah, definitely. Like it's. Like the, I guess the leeway I'll say I'll give people is even earlier in this episode, we were talking about like how <laughs> like head shakingly we are, how much we shake our heads at who we were and the things we said or how we said them when we were teens. Yeah. And it's like information, like how you learn, how you absorb information and all that changes. Like mm-hmm. you, you, you change as you, as you go, as, as you grow older, you you can grow more as a person. Yes. Um, sometimes that's not always the case. Sometimes the rest of the development is a bad thing and not a really, really funny show. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or in my case, a, uh, a 34 year old man who's got, I'm looking at, at eight, <laughs> eight Funko Star Wars Pops. Funko Pops, a Shredder action figure and a Godzilla. Head, a Godzilla head oh. um, uh, my joke there is I'm a, I'm a man child in that sense. Um, but like, are they still are they still having that Chris? attitude? Yeah, Chris, Christian, Chris. Oh no, <laughs> Christian, Christian. Hello, Christian. Hello, 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 Chris. I'll call you back.
Oh boy. Okay, and we are back. <laughs> the internet struck again. <laughs> oh man. Um yeah, no, no. Um where was I? I I think it's like, okay, if you see a politician, if they're or heck, let's 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 remove like a, a public figure. If I'm talking with other people around my age, mm-hmm. and if they're still displaying in how they talk about politics or people they disagree with or policies they disagree with, like the same level of, uh, or uh, it's going to sound judgy and it's not meant to be, because uh, I'll call myself on, out on it if I do it, but the same lack of maturity um, as they did when they were a teen and they're mm-hmm. still doing that, that's a problem. Like yeah. if, you're, if you're a grown person and you're still like having the exact same wherewithal um, and like stubbornness as a teen mm-hmm. um, where you actually haven't looked into things contextually or tried to learn or anything like that, then then that's an issue. And then, yeah, I'll, I'll call that out. I'll be like. What? <laughs> <laughs> Like, well, I, I, I hope that makes sense, but, um, yeah. <laughs> no, it does, man. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's likely, like, you know, it's, it's, it really depends, right? Like, if we're talking about, like, when I think about Biden, I think a lot of the things that he, uh, was in support of, you know, in the 70s and 80s, like, it's like, nah, dude, no, there's, you had enough information at the time. Like, there was no way you didn't know what you were doing type of thing, right? Um, it's it is it's really i don't know it's difficult and i think like you know the stakes the stakes are higher with politicians than with other people than like with celebrities yeah. or something. so i think we like it, again like my the anarchist sort of at those words like yeah i'm not i don't like, it doesn't matter to me if the times were different it doesn't matter to me if you if you thought it, none of that matters to me right like i have like you should be merciless with politicians like absolutely merciless um like this they're going to be representing us they're going to be basically like leading the charge of society we need these people to be competent. We need these people to be honest. We need these people, you know, to be consistent. Um, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, I get that. I, yeah. I, I get that a lot. And I'd, I'd love that, um, especially if people can do it measuredly. Like, yes, criticize yes. constructively. Because, again, if someone's just yelling the politician... <laughs> Like, you're the worst. You're terrible. Some of those statements could be very accurate, but they're not going to hear it because of yes. how, you're, how you're expressing it to them. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, there, what, like there, there's um, recently I've, there was two things. Uh, so, so I was reading about uh, a town hall that a liberal candidate had um, on, on um, the Ontario subreddit. And people started coming up and asking this guy, like, very difficult questions. And his answers were very, like, he would focus on, like, one little last, like, like, uh, one little aspect of the question, because mm-hmm. this one person was like, oh, we have these issues facing us, and, and one of those issues was reconciliation, um, and so the guy, like, focused on that, but he didn't really give even, like, a concrete material answer to that aspect, <sighs> and it's, it's like, like, dude, like, what, like, um, and eventually, like, other people came up and, and asked hard-hitting questions, and he just sort of waffled, and his politicking was, like, flaccid, and then he bailed early, because, you know, um, everyone saw through his BS, but, uh, um, it's, 
It's really interesting. Uh, like I, I had a similar experience when um, the Liberals were trying to pass Bill C-10, and I uh, had emailed my representative. I think it's Julie DeBruson, and um, she got back to me, but she basically just said, "Oh, everything you said—that's not the case. In fact, this is the case." But gave me like showed literally did nothing to show that. It was basically like, "Hey, like look at that blue uh, blanket," and they're like, "But the blanket is red." <laughs> and to us that's very important because red blankets and it's just like oh oh wow okay dope cool i mean like what the hell like what do you like you just basically called me a liar or that i don't know what i'm talking about like that's that's not a that's not the case b you're my representative like you like, you don't get to tell me that i'm wrong when i'm not right <laughs> like, <laughs> which, or or you can think i'm wrong but yeah, have the con- like have the conversation. <laughs> yes, yeah, or like, or if or if I'm wrong, like do literally anything whatsoever to prove that to me. <laughs> show <laughs> me, saying, show me how I'm wrong. Yeah, like the basically the letter amounted to no you, and then propaganda. <laughs> like that was basically it. And I'm like, okay, so where like can I get some people together? Do, like we need to get some pitchforks. We need some torches. Uh, let's you know, like this is crazy. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I get conservatives and why they don't like liberals. I, I don't like. I hate the liberals, dude. Like, I, I don't like them at all. They're, they're basically um the the, the party of uh, the wealthy, right? Uh, like they're they're um, like the uh, the wealthy but guilty. <laughs> and um, yeah, they uh, they seem to just be the uh, concerned with with giving um, like they're corporatists, right? In, in a lot of ways, like they 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 care yeah. about the money, right? Like um, yeah, they won't institute any any meaningful change that'll bring down housing prices. Well, I, I mean, no party really is except for the NDP, and even then they're falling short. Um, but they don't want to anger their base, right? Like they yep. um, they care about the people who's got the quiche. Uh, and then look at all, mate, look at all the scandals that Trudeau has gone through since he's been elected prime minister. It's crazy, like more than I think any other prime minister feels that way i know i didn't i know i didn't vote for him um but i didn't vote for him then i didn't vote for him now i voted yesterday listener by the time you hear this next week we may have a new prime minister um no that no there's no it's not happening it's we're basically just gonna end up in the exact same situation we had before so like maybe a few seats will shift around but i guarantee you it's gonna be a liberal minority government um yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a huge way. Like it was so it, it's oh, it's hubris Chris, for them to call them for them to call an election. They're like, okay, we did really well with CRB. Let's uh, let's get it done, right? Let's let's see if we like uh, capitalize on that. It's like, yeah, but like you have all these problems that you didn't address. You have you know campaign promises that you failed to um, you know uh, make good on, and now in the middle of a fourth wave, you're calling an election for as a power grab, essentially, right? Um, just the, the the insane amount of hubris from this government is is uh, disturbing to me. <laughs> I can get that, uh, and like I I understand why they why they did that. It's, it's something I think any government <laughs> sitting government would do. That doesn't make it right. Um, but that, <laughs> like means, saying, I'm not gonna. Different. Yeah, I'm not gonna. F- fault them for doing it. well in the sense of yeah you're you're potentially putting more people at exposure risk that'll that you should be held accountable for but the practice of like hey we're we've got 
we've done some good. People like us right now. Let's do this while, we, while we've got this limited good press. I mean, that's something any government would do. So in that sense, I won't fault them. But in the other sense, like, bruh, bruh, you could have like you could have you could have waited a little bit. And if you really wanted to keep up that good press, you'd extend you'd extend CERB, or you'd be you'd you basically take five or six things from the NDP platform and then water them down slightly to make it more palatable to get some of those fiscal conservatives to vote for you. Um, yeah. <sighs> yeah. I think we need to do like, uh, yeah, the deep dive episodes or specific episodes. Cause like, I mean, yeah, with the, with, when we talk about serious stuff, but it's unstructured, I always find like I start going off on tangents and like, I, I end up, being, <laughs> Oh man, there's so much, I could have made a, such better points, right? Like, there's so much more I probably could have said. Um, yeah, because I end up getting I end up getting angry. <laughs> it's just like a it's basically like a, a Reddit rant, right? It's like, oh, there's the liberals and the crap out of <laughs> um, But yeah, no, I mean, I voted I voted for um, Trudeau. Like there was um, oh, right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's and it's not like I liked it. It's not like I was yeah. like, oh, no, this is gonna be great. Um, but there's like one thing I'm realizing that sort of hit home is like I was voting strategically, right? In a way, because it's like I really want to vote for NDP, but it's like there's no point. And the last thing I want is a conservative prime minister. I don't want that party in power. But um, you know, it's it's like, hey, you, you know, it's a turd sandwich or a, a douche, you know, sub or whatever. Right? <laughs> like it's it's you're kind of you're kind of stuck between the two but like one thing i've 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 sort of resigned myself to is like i'm never voting i'm i'm only only ever voting ndp again like i'm never vote i'm not a swing voter i'm not like anything like that because that's the whole problem right because everyone makes that that point where it's like oh if everyone who wanted to vote for the ndp or said they did voted for the ndp then you know they'd actually be a contender right yeah and now with the PPC, the argument of like, oh, you're splitting the left. And it's like, uh, well, I mean, look at the NDP has 20 percent compared to like, uh, you know, the liberals and, and the conservatives, like 30 percent. I think um, like it gets weird because even if we're splitting the left, quote unquote, the liberals are still make like they still get more votes than the well, not more votes, but more seats than the CPC. Right. Um, yeah. And it's like. Okay, but now we have the PPC, which is like taking votes away from the conservative party. So it's like, okay, well, then that argument holds even less water now. Um, so, it, yeah, to me, it's, it's I'm just going to keep voting NDP no matter what, man, because it's um, like, that's how we gain traction, right? Well, I uh, this election, I voted NDP because I think mm-hmm. they have a fantastic platform. Um, and I have no illusions of them winning. Um, no. But, like, would I love it? Yeah, because at least from what I could tell, um, they were like the liberal party has at points talked about universal basic income. Um, hopefully they'll do it, but the NDP was the only one that I could find on their platform, like advocating for it in a big, bad way. Um, yeah. so that, that was like my major reason for voting for them. Um, I understand the the strategic voting it's not something i'd say i do because i'd also rather um say more like more voices in the house like in the two times i voted green it was because i really really enjoyed their platform and especially with green i have no illusion of them of them winning um but it was like i think their seats went from one to three and i'm like that's good because that that gets that voice, that opinion more in 
like into the house that can get people held more accountable. And I'd like to see that. The downside of that is you might get more the the PPC might get more voices. And I really disagree with that voice in their policies, but it's that's also the side uh, the side of democracy where mm. This this election, I think we had mo- there were more people on the ballot. I think there were like seven this time around. And last time there was like. Four. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, we mentioned the Communist Party uh, their their um, their uh, outline or whatever is to me the dopest out of all of them, out of all parties, the Communist Party, like uh, they have the best uh, <laughs> party platform. Like it's it's crazy, but um, I definitely wouldn't be I wouldn't vote for them. It's uh, yeah, but yeah, no, they do. To me, like it's one hundred percent the best one, the most defensible one, like by far. But there's no point, right? Um, and I, I wanted to speak to uh the Greens. Have you have you been aware or or reading up on what's been going on with the Greens and Enemy Paul and stuff like that? No, what's been going on? Oh wow. Um, okay, well, like, so much. So let me see if I can actually, like, remember all of it. So <laughs> he has an advisor who, you know, when all that uh, Israel-Palestine stuff was, like, in the news? Yeah. Um, and um, so her advisor is basically pro-Israel. Um, uh, a lot of the other, um, the people who held, actually held seats, not Anthony Paul or her advisor, uh, you know, the people who were actually, who actually won their seats were electable they were like no they were pro-palestine they were pro-human rights pro you know moral defensibility and um then uh her advisor basically sent out like a facebook message or a tweet or something like that saying like we'll defeat you so <laughs> it's like okay so now you're saying to the, the only people in your party who managed to get elected you're the advisor to the leader is now saying we will defeat you like th- their own party and um she comes out and she oh, defends boy. it she won't fire him. She defends him. She basically deflects any criticism of, of her as being either racist or sexist or anti-Semitic. Um, and basically the party comes to a standstill, right? It's uh, And now from what I can see, they've lost one of the very few seats they've had. Um, oh, yeah, because one, one of the members actually walked over to the liberal side. So that's one seat they lost. Um, she still doesn't have a seat. She's never won a seat. Um, and she's not going to win it in Toronto. And... Um, so yeah, so they've got like like they just they basically imploded. Like they um it's sad and funny yeah. and gross and dumb. <laughs> politics. <laughs> yes, yes, politics, yes, exactly. Yeah. Sad and gross uh, and uh, sad, gross, hilarious and dumb. Yeah. Politics. Yeah, politics <laughs> for real. Yeah, like it's oh man. Dude, you know what I've been watching lately? Uh what? Uh so uh, Monica and I, uh, she wanted to watch Ted Lasso because like apparently like it's getting pretty, pretty popular and it's only on Apple TV and I have a subscription to Apple Music. So if you bundle the TV in, uh, you get the TV games, Apple Music all for like three dollars more a month. So I was like, dope, I'll do that. Um, so we started watching Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is awesome, man. It's a really good show. It's it's I've, um, I've heard that. I I watched the first episode and what I've heard from people. Sorry to cut you off. Uh, no. please continue. I interrupted. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, 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 it's really great. Like, I really like how, like, they, they focus a lot on, like, mental health and just being, like, a decent person. And there's a lot of things where you just, you get the resolutions you you would want, right? They, they're kind of, I guess, like, cliche in a way, but it's like, 
yeah, this feels good. People, should, this is a message people should be hearing. This is how people should be acting. This is these are the goals that people should have for their friend group or their social lives and stuff, right? Um, but yeah, so then I started watching uh, Long Way Down, which is um, it's like a, a limited series uh, with e- Ewan McGregor and Charlie the motorcycle Gorman. one. Yes, yes, and um, it's really really cool. Like I'm on the the most recent one. It's it's interesting. They did one in 2004. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just after I think Phantom Menace or the Attack of the Clones, and yeah. then they did one in 2007, which is right after wrap of the um, the Star Wars films, and then they did one 2020, 13 years later, and it's it's just fascinating to see like the the how how old it, how much they've aged, um, like the camera fidelity, uh, just it's it's really really interesting there. They're really good dudes, and, and it's really neat to to see them travel like across the world on motorcycles. It really makes you like it makes me want to do something like that before I die, right? Like I'm getting old now. Like <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my father-in-law loves uh, loves that series. <laughs> he 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 had the DVDs, and then he was super excited that the last one was coming to Apple TV, and he's like, "Yep, I'm getting it," because I really want to watch that. Um, yeah, I saw. I think I saw both of the first two seasons. I really, really dug them, and it's interesting because they've co- they'd come out like a year or two years after the Star Wars films, but they were recording like right after. Um, yeah, fascinating. And uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, with Ted Lasso, the thing I've heard the most from people, they're just like, it's a happier show. Yes. Like. So many shows, and even other shows we love, like, say, Community, The Office, um, friggin' Arrested Development, even. At times, it's, there's, I'd say since the 90s and going forward, probably beforehand, but, I mean, since I've been aware, um, we've become, in our comedy, in just everything, almost, increasingly cynical. Yes. Uh, and that's it, that's so prevalent in our media, and it's understandable why. And it can, it's relatable, you get it, but it's nice at times to not encounter that, to just have something where it's like, it just, it, it leaves you feeling good. Like the office would do like, would do that at times to be some of the cynicism because they're, they're talking about stuff that was like greatly affecting people like uh, mm-hmm. downsizing paper company during the, during the recession. Um, you're dealing with stuff like that, so it's like, okay, you're getting some heavy doses of reality every once in a while, but it would still like leave you happy, like leave you laughing and happy generally. Um, yeah, no, it's. It, I want to check it out because yeah, man, it, I I want to feel good. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's, what I like about it is like, it's like, like drop the BS, drop your walls be sincere, be honest with other people, be honest with yourself and like do good. Right. And there's instances where it's like everybody, like everybody on the team is sort of like supportive of each other. Like they're a family and they celebrate each other's victories and they try to bring, hold each other up and elevate each other. And you think like, okay, like that's dope. Like everyone should be like that, but like not everyone's like that, but then they have people who aren't like that. And it shows, you know, how maybe you can get through to people like that or how they can change as people and what that might take. And they do put, they seem to be like, I'm on the second season. They seem to be putting a lot of emphasis on therapy. Nice. Uh, yeah. Because like everybody, it seems like everybody has an issue if they go to therapy, not everybody, but like, you know, therapy, therapy has helped a few characters in, on the show. And, um, 
it's just it's really interesting right there's one character named nate you know he was like the the ball boy or whatever um just like the uh, the guy who do all the towels and wash all the uniforms and stuff and make the drink sports drink and um he he was just so surprised like when ted lasso came in and treated him like a person like he mattered and that he was there and that his opinion mattered like he was just so he couldn't comprehend the concept but now he's getting to a point where it's going to his head right and uh, okay yeah because he did find success he did start to like he got an, um they made him a, an assistant coach or whatever and he seems to have this issue with his father where his father doesn't really like any accomplishment he has his father finds a way to be like you know, like, for instance, um, he he called this play, right? And it won the game. Uh, it was the first game they won or something. And so he was in the newspaper on the very back page. And he comes in and his dad's reading the newspaper. And he's like, oh, dad, check it out. And his dad looks at it and he says something about, like, not being prideful or something like that or not bragging. And then just keeps reading the newspaper instead of being like, hey, son, good for you. You know, that was great. And so he goes and he takes that out on the new ball guy. And he's just becoming very, like obsessed with fame and validation and stuff and it's i just thought that was really interesting like you could really go either way you know like you could be like like for instance like harry potter right like he um he had like like 10 years of being like essentially tortured <laughs> and and then he gets to hogwarts and he like he's very popular and he has all you know this magical world and stuff and you can really see how someone like that it could go either way right like they could become very full of themselves and very like oh i'm gonna get the vengeance on the world that did this to me right and i'm going to like put that on to other people or you could you know in harry's case and uh, um you could come in and be like oh i'm so appreciative now that i have these friends and that i i'm i have such this good fortune compared to like what i was living in before right you could become like butters with professor chaos just without the hilarious comedy <laughs> exactly exactly right like um i will take vengeance on the world that shunned me I will flood the earth just by running my own <laughs> or switching people's soup orders. <laughs> oh, sorry. Is this yours? Yes, that's mine. Okay, well, let's switch. Yeah, that was so funny. Yeah, but so, yeah, no, it's... Just precious. <laughs> um, yeah, so Ted Lasso is really cool like that. Yeah, they, um, they put a lot of, uh, uh, of emphasis on, on therapy and, and how that might nice. help someone. And yeah, like mental health and like the way people cope with things and um, lie to themselves and stuff. It's it's a really good show. I really liked it. I'm de I'm definitely gonna be checking it out. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting to me where like there's certain shows that I, I I thoroughly enjoy, but at times I've had to step away briefly just mm. because I'm like I'm I'm coming to you for an escape and now we're getting too real and that's not to say anything like oh no a show shouldn't do this you're you're just make anybody who takes that position of like you're a comedy show you shouldn't be talking about this like whatever man you're not making this they can talk about whatever the heck they want yeah. um but i know with like superstore for example um at points it was getting like too real <laughs> where it like addressing stuff in the comical way but i'm just like all right, I got to step away for like a day or two just because I'm I'm anxious as heck <laughs> and I'm I'm coming to this for that distraction and that stuff I'm seeking a reprieve from is showing up. And that's where like still fantastic show, but it was like I got I got to handle this in doses. Um just like a uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I really want to pick that show back up, but um I'm like, I need stuff that's lighter right now. 
and mm. by right now, I mean for the past several years. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just been where I've been at. I'm like, I can only occasionally handle heavy because everything is heavy. Um, and so I know that show is going to be political, and I love that it is because the Sam Wilson running in Captain America in the comics was political and organically, rightfully so. And the show, I think. I, from what I've heard, does reflect that, not to the extent that the the comic run did, um, where I'm like, that's great. I'm really looking forward to watching it, but I can't right now. <laughs> I, just, I There's too much. <laughs> I get too much of this. I need the reprieve. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel, yeah, I feel you, man. I feel you. I get that. So, yeah. There's a lot of that stuff. Man. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's great because our, we, <sighs> We shouldn't be ignoring this stuff that's going on. I understand why people want to, and I understand like why people want to flee from it. I, I do this, but there's a fine line. Like, and I, I love that shows are addressing complicated stuff, but at times it's also like, oh man, all right, I gotta take a break. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Like the last thing I, you know, I just. I, I think there was two weeks here. We're literally all I was doing is watching every Harry Potter movie. Um, yeah, yeah. Move, move one to seven and then restart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I used to play video games in like two weeks or something. It's crazy. I know. I've been, I've been I've been replaying Valhalla, and the last notification about you is from like two weeks ago. <laughs> like Carpenter Arcade played this for the first time, <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> Oh, that's like two weeks old. He hasn't been on. He's he's becoming Darko on the PS. Oh <laughs> Last yeah. Last login like three thousand days ago. <laughs> he never logs in, man. Oh man. Yeah, he was playing Resident Evil there for a while, but I guess he he got bored. I've been uh yeah I've been replaying Valhalla. It's such a fantastic game. <laughs> replaying did you be i don't even know like those new assassin creed games are so long oh yeah so dude, much to do. uh i'm uh, the the hours in the first game are way too big i'll admit that i can't remember whenever i see it i'm like oh my gosh chris <laughs> <laughs> How how it's one of those moments where I'm like if if someone so like how do you justify this I'd be like I honestly don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, but at the same point, like yeah, I started replaying it because I don't have any new games coming out yet that I want to get. Um, mm-hmm. And the <laughs> the PlayStation Five it still isn't available. <laughs> Oh, that! Don't even get me started on that, man. Scalper, you, you want to talk about oh, middlemen? Middlemen make me so angry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's take this like it's like um, like uh, like housing is even like that. Housing or, or in the states, if we're talking about healthcare, same thing. It's like you have an insurance company is this unnecessary middleman that literally exists to drive up prices and make money for themselves and make everything else cost more for everyone else who doesn't have the money. And it's um, it's the same thing with um. Uh, with scalpers, right? With PS5, it's like okay, so I could go to the store and I could buy this for like you know seven hundred dollars, but instead you bought it because you had the capital and the means to do so, and now I have to like give you twelve hundred dollars or something. Like, wait, wait, why? Just because yeah. you have, to have the capital and you got there first? That's that's BS, right? Like, it's, and I think it's the same with um 
Like I feel it's the same with like real estate or like landlords and stuff. It's like, no, no, you took something that like I would have been able to afford otherwise, hoarded it and rented it out to me, thus making it more expensive for everyone who needs to buy a house. And then also making like, you know, making the fact that like now I got to rent something for, for more or equal to the amount of um, mortgage I would have to pay on here. Right. <laughs> it's, it's like, um, it's, I don't know. It's crazy. It's fun. I mean, not necessarily equal, right? Like it's, it's, um, you know, you, you, I know, I'm sure you've seen those stories where it's like, oh, the bank says I can't afford a $1,200 a month mortgage, so I pay $1,500 a month in rent instead, right? Um, yeah, well, it's, it's nuts. Um, just because that was a huge reason why Jill and I were able to get this place, like our house. Mm-hmm. We saw it was affordable, um, and then when we broke it down, because when you see the first price tag, you're like, we can't get that. But then when you broke down like how much the monthly mortgage was, it was like a hundred or I, I can't remember how much, like a hundred or two hundred, maybe three, um, over what we were paying in rent. And we're like, we can afford that. Um, and that's also a sad <laughs> statement on how much apartments cost. Like, no offense, and I mean no offense to my former landlord. She I know she's not gonna hear this, and she was wonderful. Like she gave us, she did. She gave us a great deal. Uh, she let us move in before we could get a credit check, um, which nobody else was doing. She let us out of our lease early so we could jump at this place. Um, technically stuff that landlords don't have to do, but she mm-hmm. did. And she was always quick to respond, always supportive, always like she was wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. Like it, it, that's where I ha- I've had good experiences with landlords. Um, Mm -hmm. when it's like, if it's a person who owns the house and lives in it or nearby it, like, it seems to be a lot more personable. Um, and then they, they, um, better landlords. It's when it's like a corporation, uh, who buys like huge, it happened with our first apartment. Um, we had one landlord, he owned the building, but he was frequently in. And he was like always super supportive, always great. Eventually he sold um, and it was to a a corp. And then they were like, hey, we're raising the rent like, I don't know, 250 bucks. Um, (laughs) And this was a a bachelor. um, And we're looking at uh, making the downstairs space a restaurant. So the parking lot out back, we're not going to have parking anymore. We're like, Mm. why? What the heck? Like, yes, your prerogative is to make money. I understand that, but you're screwing us over. <laughs> like, we were here. Like, we were here. We have less peace. <laughs> like, let's go. Yeah. So, yeah. When it, it's, it, I find it when it's like actual people, <laughs> the, it, they're a lot better. Yeah, yeah, but like I mean, on the flip side of that, you know, you, you go to those landlord groups on Facebook or Reddit, and some of these people are like, you know, hey, what's the best way I can screw my tenant out of their security deposit? Or like, what's the, oh you know what gosh. I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, you well, know, also working people... in housing, I met some terrible people as landlords. <laughs> oh yeah, like don't like obviously there's going to be really bad tenants too. Like I'm never, I'm not going to defend like like. Oh yeah, every oh, tenant oh, is great. Like, um, oh, I just no, people suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like when a lot, you know, you see a lot of landlords saying like, you know, I put all my time and effort into this and destroyed my my one property that I have other than my house, right? And it's like. I can really empathize with that. I really can, you know, um, and I just don't think, I, I just don't think it's a good, it's just a bad dichotomy, right? It's like, okay, well, what, like, instead of, 
like what you could have done is just flip the house, bought it, flipped it, and then sold it for a profit, right? As opposed to like renting it out. Um, but I just I'm of the mind that like things that are essential, like humans need. You know, you don't even need education, but I still think that should be free. But like, you know what I mean? Higher education uh, just simply as like an investment in um, the GDP, the growth of GDP of your nation. Right. And also, um, you know, the, the, the critical like the, the literacy, the political literacy or, or the, you know, the media literacy of your of your, um, your country and stuff. But um, even if not free, at least affordable, <laughs> like, yeah, affo- actually, well, af- actually affordable, like that you're not going to be in debt paying off for like five, 10, 15, how many every years, like not what yeah. we have now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just don't, I don't like the subjectivity of affordable. Right. Cause like it, it, all of a sudden, like when you say, Oh, affordable, then it's like, okay, now we have to take the system we have now and like sort of um, tessellate it. Right. Or like fracture it down all these little like, Oh, is this person making this much? What was their history? You know, just stuff like that. And it's like, Oh, okay, we'll, we'll give you this much. Like it becomes extremely complicated. It becomes like a bloated bureaucratic thing where it's like, That's fair. I don't know, man. yeah, yeah. Just like, just make it free. <laughs> like, we pay taxes. <laughs> like, like give like, would you not like it just seems like an unnecessary thing it's like okay let's let these corporations or let these large institutions make money but why i mean like can't you like just um like just take a little bit of taxes let everybody pay for it, and then it's cheaper for everybody and the quality goes up because like you know what i mean like um it, it just seems like a lot of uh universities and and, and stuff are, are just have huge huge administrative bloat right like just jobs oh, that yeah. don't make sense like um so it's it's um it, let's just streamline it let's just make it free right like screw it bam there oh. um pull out of the taxes or uh but yeah when we're talking about things that are absolutely necessary for human survival like say shelter or food or um like well shelter slash water uh food and um healthcare those three things they should be free like like people who are saying oh what like do we just like abolish grocery stores yes yes we do screw it we don't need like i mean maybe not abolish grocery stores but but like I don't know, man. It just, it doesn't seem like we should be paying for food. Like we should, you know, pay for cars, pay for TVs, pay for phones, pay for furniture, pay for, for clothing. Right. Um, but not like food, shelter, and medicine. Like th- those are the three things that we should be giving to everybody like uh, free of charge. Right. Um, and you shouldn't need like charities to pick up the slack where society has failed. Like, you know, I see that argument a lot. We're like, Oh, we have like this robust system of charities. Like those, none of that should have to exist. Like these are those are all terrible solutions to problems that you made that you're contrived, okay? Like you that we can easily just remove the situation. Like, hey, all of a sudden, like we don't need the solution to a problem because the problem doesn't exist anymore, right? Um, it's uh, I don't know. I really gotta. I, I want. I, I would like because like I'm I'm sort of like crap. Like markets, especially in, in regards to like food and stuff, they 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 work very well to like distribute food properly. Um, so I I don't know how you would go about fixing that or how you go about like a fully subsidized or socialized like food um well, network market, but. with with that like uh my my thought would be like through i'll use the example of through ubi like if you've got that guaranteed income like then then you can go and buy food um because if, like i don't know how they how they subsidize food um, but if it's like we are giving you the money and you're like you you're choosing to go to Metro or wherever, it's like then then you're still getting food. Your means of getting food covered. Um, 
but then also your it's also your i guess the choice um where i might go to metro someone else might go to no frills or someone might go to i don't think we have whole foods but something like that mm-hmm. um, or all that where it's like if maybe the subsidies through the money i actually have no idea how that would work um, no, that, I mean that's no. Honestly, UBI that's a perfect solution for that. Like, there you go. We don't we don't have to like you just give people money. Um, dope, right? Uh, you know, the the that will tax the owners of these chains, uh, these grocery these large grocery chains and the corporations, and we'll take that money or you know portion of that money, give it to the people. They'll come and they'll spend it at the stores, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, no, honestly, that's a very good solution, and and uh, that's and, and I think that speaks to like UBI as as a the manner in which to to provide people more freedom right yeah um then that's one thing like that's an issue i have with libertarians because i've noticed that more often than not they'll use freedom in the sense where it's like oh you're free to uh die or you're free to be poor and homeless or you're and freedom basically means like oh the corporations are free to do whatever they want pay you as little as they want that's what freedom seems to mean to them and to me freedom is like like for instance like ei or something right so when you um like you, you don't get EI when you quit a job, um, which is to me insane because like what, like it's basically saying, oh, no job is going to be toxic. No job is going to be, you know, um, yeah. intolerable. No job is. Go- and it's like, no, dude, like that, that's not freedom to me. Like freedom is having a safety net. Freedom is being able to say, hey, you know what? This job sucks. I'm leaving and not having to worry like, oh, I'm going to have my home. Am I going to be able to provide for my family? Am I going to starve? Like that's not freedom. None of that is freedom. Right? Nope. So, it's uh, it, sorry. It's interesting because uh, what with what you said about libertarianism, mm-hmm. it's almost like I I don't they're uh, they're saying like well you can boil it down to almost like I I should be free to do with like my money towards me and my fam, and I get that, but mm-hmm. that is not the freedom that the majority of other people have. And something mm-hmm. like welfare or UBI, like that would give people that financial freedom. Like, yeah, that. It, yeah, it's it's interesting to me, the parallels where it's like people are voting for this because they want what you want. But if they vote the way you want them to, they're going to get even further from it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you know what do you what are your thoughts on people who are like because i've seen people be like oh we need we need to have people basically poor and destitute for the system to work right because then they're not going to be motivated to yeah or like hey uh those jobs those minimum wage jobs should only be worked by teenagers and people in school and stuff like okay i uh... <laughs> <laughs> no uh, like uh, i i Again, I'm I'm in huge favor of UBI. I'm in huge favor of I believe that there should be equal opportunity for everyone. Everybody mm-hmm. should have the same like everybody should have the same chance, the same shot, the the same basic needs. Basic needs being met, like housing covered, how whatever. Like they're they're given the money, right? Everybody gets yeah. say what it, whatever it is, fifteen hundred dollars a month. Um and I think the figure with one was closer to 2000 a month. Um, like everybody gets that universally across the board. That That is equal opportunity and that's great. The outcome 
will not be the same. And people yeah. sometimes look at like, it's like the the outcome should be the exact same. It's like, but it it's not going to be because people are like, everybody is different. What they are going to choose, what they choose to do with their money is going to be different. Someone who gets that $2,000 a month, they might invest it, they might grow it, they might use it to get a car, whereas someone else might get it, use it to get that expensive PlayStation 5. Someone might use it to go back to school. Like that, the outcome will be different, but the, the opportunity needs to be the same. Um, and also the idea of like, it's just teenagers. That, uh, for minimum wage jobs sure that might have made that that made sense in the past but that is not the case now <laughs> that's not applicable now that's not practical now and that's not a reality of right now because yeah there aren't enough jobs <laughs> there are not enough well, jobs. the education qualifications have gone ridiculously high uh, and because of the lack of full-time jobs, you have other people who were full-time getting cut down to part-time and just to be able to afford for housing for their family so they can have a roof over their head, so they can have food in their bellies. They're having to take multiple part-time minimum wage jobs that then mm -hmm. the younger teenagers cannot apply for and they cannot what? get the experience and they cannot. <laughs> like, it's just not, I understand that mindset. But it is not practical right now. If we ever got back to it, sure, sure. I don't. But we're not there now. <laughs> yeah, it it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't make sense. It literally doesn't make sense because it's like, okay, so what you're saying is that, okay, so what if everyone who's working minimum wage job just goes and quote gets a better job? Let's say, for instance, that there are jobs to go, better jobs to go and get, right? So all of a sudden you don't have anyone to, you know, check out your food, to serve you your food, to walk your dog, to watch your children, to basically do anything that you need them to do. Um, that's insane. Right. Um, so the alternative is these people like, so basically what you're saying is like, these people deserve to live in poverty. Right. Um, because you need them to, to do these things and you don't, you don't think that they should be paid a living wage. But the thing with like the teenagers is like, dude, wait, wait. So what you're saying is that, you want kids to go to school and then after school work a part-time job. Like every teenager should have to do that. And also you'd be fine with literally every store not opening till like four or four 30. Right. <laughs> <laughs> are you, are you good? What if we want a coffee in the morning? What if you want yeah. to go get, what if you want to like get, get, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just, it's so stupid. It's so selfish. It's so like Tim Horton's overnight sales would plummet. <laughs> because yeah, there, the, I, I'd be willing to bet outside of maybe the summer, none of the overnight staff are uh, high school students. <laughs> none. Yeah, and it's like you know, people people are like, like okay, so you'd have basically four or five, maybe six hours in which anything is open after work, um, and, and like, I don't, I don't know, dude, I don't know, I just. It's, it's, I just, it's just crazy to me how people are like, oh, people need to be hungry and starving in order, like, we need that part of our time. It's, no. <laughs> like, I, uh, like, it's, I think it's a lot of people not necessarily, like, when you put it to, when you put it to them in those blanket terms, where it's like, look, this is the reality of how this plays out, then they're probably like, what? But, because for the longest time, it's like, it has been done this way. 
like it uh, our parents did it this way their parents did it that way there's been some minor tweaks and changes but it's like no this is how things are and this is how it should be where it's like this is how it worked 50 years ago and and, and honestly it probably wasn't great back then either <laughs> and it stopped where <laughs> i'm like and it started to not work 30 years ago yeah. <laughs> and now we're like 30 years on out things are terrible <laughs> it's so interesting because it's this is such an odd time to live like juxtap i'm probably not using the word right but i just can't think of a word where it's like in ways we have the most freedoms and the most rights and opportunities to exercise those rights um, than any other time period. You can say that, and I think that's accurate. However, <laughs> like all the things you brought up earlier, the income inequality is higher than it's ever been. And there's so many other issues. Those are also accurate. And how did we get to this point where we've got those pros and so many of these cons? <laughs> like, it's a weird yeah. juxtaposition. It's a really yeah. weird juxtaposition. It's an uncomfortable one, and it's an uncomfortable one to be alive in. <laughs> like, well, yeah, because like I think, um, you know, like if we're talking about like Canada, we sort of forfeited uh, sustainable growth for short-term growth, right? And that's been going on. It's, the buck's been passed for decades, essentially. And what we're seeing is, um, basically, like Canada, they're only the only way they made, basically made money was exporting oil and in importing foreign money to to basically buy up all their properties and what we're going to start seeing is this this housing bubble it's going to pop right and interest rates are going to go up and a lot of people are going to lose a lot of money on their quote-unquote investments right which by investments i mean their houses or the houses they own and um the solution seems to be hey let's bring in a bunch of like like, let's bring in like millions of immigrants who um who can make money and stuff and it's like okay but where are they going to live because there's no housing <laughs> so yeah like i'm like you got like i don't know man um oh, crap you said something you said something before that really uh i really wanted to touch on but i can't remember now um dang <laughs> yeah yeah I'm like, i really would like to get in in more in depth like like again like do deep dive episodes on a lot of these things we right? need to like, um, we need to well heck yeah. I, I heck i'd say like as we were talking ubi where it's like everybody should have shelter. Will that look like every every single person has a home? Ideally, um, but there's also that gets tied into resources uh, <laughs> and what's what's practical. I then think the government needs to create government housing that frankly doesn't suck because <laughs> working in housing, I saw government housing and the conditions were atrocious yes like we're talking 500 dawes <laughs> atrocious <laughs> honestly honestly 500 dollars, like like having lived there there was it was nice like in my apartment in the hallways like it wasn't like i've seen like honestly i like you know i've, I've um i've seen the insides of like the region park buildings before they were torn down and it is by no means comparable, right? Like, yeah, really, yeah. like, 500 Dawes is, like, Shangri-La compared to those places. It's, um, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it, it, it was, um, 
Well, I, I, I guess what, what the solution is right. Like, what? How do you? How, like, how? Why are these things done so poorly? Like, is it just that they don't have enough funding, or or are they just completely corrupt and inept? Like, what? What's it, the? My, I'm like, if I'm looking at it, I'll say I'll, I'll, I'll go with good faith wise because I also don't know who's making these, like who who signs off on it. So I can't necessarily jump to the conclusion of like, oh, it's this person and their track record suggests this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of it is like, OK, it's affordable. So they the the cheaper it is, the more affordable it is. Mm-hmm. Um Notice the voice crack there. Um, so it's like, okay, we can make more of them and we can do it quicker. Um, the quality is lacking, but it, it gets people in houses quicker. And it's almost like looking at the quick fix, which I get it. It's, I understand, but you don't, you don't just leave it at that. You got to figure out something in that meantime, where like we were talking about earlier, you don't take away something while you rebuild. You come up with the alternative to keep that thing going while the rebuilding process is happening. And I don't think that's, that's happened with government housing and it needs to. Um, I worked with so many youth who were like, they were in government housing. They were set. Like it was one of the few times where if someone was getting EI, they could pay for rent, get food and they like, they were fine. Mm -hmm. But the quality of where they were staying, horrible. Like, yeah, people I, would be kicking in doors, smoking crack in the hallways. Yes. Like, it, it, so, like, that's not a safe living environment, and no. nothing was being enforced. Like, there was no, <laughs> there was no enforcing of, like, typical rules that would be in a building. Um, and then people were actively then deciding, like, I'm going to go sleep on the street. I'll get a tent, because uh, at least that'll be safer than... <laughs> someone kicking in my apartment door at 2 a.m. And then taking a week for someone to fix the lock. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, my gosh, Chris. So, yeah, I think it just comes down to a complete lack of funding and also um, the fact that we don't really have any, like, good mental health facilities now. I know a lot of people are making the argument, like, well, you can't just take someone off the street and shove them in a facility. And we're like, well, I mean, that's kind of what we have to do. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. Like, we clearly need to make some sort of law where, yeah, you if you're like if you're living out on the street in a tent, then you sort of like, I don't know, either either like if you have mental health issues, then we should be putting you in a facility um, either to rehabilitate you or for the rest of your life. Again, doesn't matter to me. Just get them off the street. Right. Um if you have drug drug issues, we should be putting you in a facility to get you clean, and then giving you the 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 um the 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 rubric not rubric um you know the, the support system to get you back on your feet right um so well, that's where that's where I like stuff like they have in Vancouver. I can't remember the name of it, but it would be places where you can actually stay, where it did involve um what's the term harm harm reduction, where it'd be like you'd be given a place to stay where to get off heroin this way and it's shown to work through stats that ac- accurately show this so it's not opinion um it's fact like they'll give them meth because meth is easier to get off of than heroin and it gives a similar high and it doesn't have as negative side effects but it's also like a safe place to do it and a place to stay yeah, well, I mean, they've shown that While you're saving... They, and they'd also, within the place, they'd also have people available for counseling for any variety of mental health and addictions. Yes. So 
it's as they're as they're supporting this person in it you can you can go with an odd way i'll i'll say that um the, i understand people's hesitancy with harm reduction because it's like you're giving one drug for another drugs are bad okay and i i get that but this is actually shown to work and it helps it does it helps the addict in their addiction um because unfortunately just shoving someone in somewhere that 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 will not be beneficial well um, yeah yeah i mean well like, to, like i mean depends on what you mean right like if, if you're just shoving oh yeah no 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 that, that, that wasn't at you <laughs> yeah okay okay yeah because like i i feel like yeah yeah i mean obviously like there's there's a stat show <laughs> i mean both like economically and just from a moral perspective or and from like literally a pragmatic perspective like okay well do you want people to get off drugs right like yes well mm-hmm. this has been shown this is what's going to work now obviously can we do it better of course we can do it. we can do anything oh better gosh, than yeah. to put money into it. but um it, i mean is it better than what we had before hell yes yes it is we're yeah. saving money this way right um it's it's uh you know i saw a tweet where someone was, it was an er nurse and she's like when was the government going to understand that when you defund like education you defund like um support services you defund all these things every all these people end up in the er like uh, all of this falls in the healthcare system, right? Um, but yeah, like, dude, like, we what we need to do is start, like basically open open a shelter, like a multi-use shelter, where it's like, yes, this could be a mental health facility where people like mm-hmm. they may never leave, right? Like, yes, yes, we are going to put people away for their entire lives because there's no way to help cure them. There's like out outside the world, they will be a danger to themselves. They'll be a danger to others. They will, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's no benefit for them out there, right? So I know there's like it's like, hey, should we be taking people's freedom away from them? Man, we gotta make these decisions, okay? We can't just have people on the streets just doing drugs and being homeless and crazy, right? Like it's it's just it's not it's not defensible. So, I mean, if if the the alternative is to lock them up, but like have them make them have like a way, like you know, if they have safety, they're getting fed, they're getting um like counseling or as much help as one could possibly give them, maybe medication, right? Um, then yeah, like that should that's a more defensible uh paradigm to me than just being like well they're their own person we can't just lock people up against their will let them be homeless and like you know it's it's um it's just crazy to me like we need these facilities we need like a um a um an architecture to to get people off the streets and either into jobs where they can be productive members of society and pay taxes or in into a situation where they do the least amount of harm to themselves and others possible right yeah it's baffling to me um especially during covid and i know you got to go in a couple minutes so we're gonna we're gonna wind this down and definitely we should do a deep dive on this um what i don't understand is we have i'll speak to hamilton but i know it's the case with toronto as well we have so many abandoned schools Mm. schools that have pools schools that have showers schools that have gym facilities mm-hmm. um why aren't these being converted into shelters there i know a number are being converted into condos but think of a school like and the argument for that is like uh, condos or apartment buildings like, well we're creating spaces to live yes that cost a lot of money that a lot of people on the street will not be able to afford so no, Chris, like, who is this actually who is this helping Whereas if it's a school where it becomes this facility and it's a free place to stay, how many classrooms can you convert to, say, independent rooms? Or if it's another uh, regular shelter model, like numerous people in a room, but you have a cafeteria, you have showers, you have all this stuff built in and so many rooms that could provide so many beds 
for people on the street it's it's bonkers to me why these aren't being used now in some sure there's there's the reason the school got abandoned was asbestos and they could never get it under control and blah 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 but if it's a building that doesn't have that and it's just sitting there gonna get sold for an apartment building no no we have there are literally resources we have that we're not using for no yeah. reason <laughs> yeah yeah I, you know I'm, I'm subscribed to the, the canadian housing subreddit and i get arguments with people on there who are like well we just need to build more i'm like, no, oh, dude. like yes obviously like that is like the baseline most pedestrian elementary aspect of this issue it's literally implicit it goes to that saying of course we need to build more but there are all these mechanisms in place that allow things to get to this point and if you build more all those houses all those condos are just going to be snapped up immediately by uh, speculators and they're going to be held onto or they're going to be rented out at exorbitant prices and it's not going to change a damn thing and i hate it when people defend the building of condos um it really really makes me angry because it's like you know uh, uh for instance uh, like what, what they're doing where um honest ed's was right like there's this one guy there like the whole block is being turned into condos but there's this one guy who wouldn't sell i'm like good for him man good for him he wouldn't sell people are like but we need more housing but i'm like you do understand that all this quote-unquote housing is only going to benefit people who already have capital who they're just going to buy it up and rent it out for exorbitant prices you know that's not going to help the millions of torontonians that can't even afford a like a studio like yeah. this is not going to help anybody right and then when you see like um, you're seeing like i'm seeing uh, proposals for basically low rises or, or like mid rises like 15 floors or something that are being nimbied out of existence and it's like when we do try to do something we have people with capital who treat their houses like they're an investment or like they're a retirement fund and they're absolutely losing their 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 crap thinking like oh this building is going to like bring in undesirables or it's going to like affect the aesthetic of the neighborhood like you don't like it you're sitting on a million dollar investment leave Sell your home and leave if you don't like it. We have problems we need to sell. These people are the people who are like, you know, I've got mine, so screw literally the millions of other people who actually need help who aren't me, right? Like it's, that's a little, like it, it's not in my backyard syndrome. It's and like no, we we need to address the issue of homelessness or drug addiction or all that, but but not here. Uh, it oh man, it's just like when I see the signs around my neighborhood. Being like, oh, no, uh, safe neighborhoods before uh, safe drug use or whatever. And it's just kind of like, y- you know that a safe, in- oh, yeah, safe, safe neighborhoods before safe injection sites, safe, chil- safe children before safe injection sites. It's like mm. you, you realize that these places do make the neighborhood safer, right? <laughs> it's It's needles going into a yellow box instead of just anywhere on the sidewalk in the grass where your child can't see it or Mm. where they'll randomly pick it up or it's getting someone who may be going through a bad high in an enclosed space instead of just out on the streets like yeah i get i mean you don't want to see it and i get that you think that those things are bad i can understand that i can sympathize with that but you're if every everybody is like not in my backyard and then there's no space for it and then it's not getting done sometimes to get stuff done you gotta do the ugly stuff (laughs) yeah exactly yeah yeah like i mean i i get like for instance um my my elementary school parkside they're they want to build like um like there's a parking lot across the street from it and they want to take the parking lot and build a bunch of basically units like apartment units um Mm -hmm. But from what I can gather, they look—they just look like trailers, sort of stacked on top of each other. That's essentially the shape. It's not like a, a giant, like a like right-on building, like a straight-up building. Um, 
but they want to do that uh, for like at risk men or something like that. And nice. I'm like, dude, well, I mean, kind of like, I'm like, it's one thing, it's one thing if there's a drug problem in the area, like if it's like an urbanized area and you want to build like a shelter down there or something, but it's another thing where like, there's literally no problem in this neighborhood, but you're bringing all the people into the neighborhood. Right. It's like, that's kind of messed up. I don't think that should be a thing. Um, and I feel like if you're going to build shelters, they shouldn't be in residential neighborhoods or majority residential neighborhoods. They should be in like urban centers or in places where there's a lot of commercial properties and stuff. Um, because like, I mean, obviously that's going to bring down the value of commercial properties around them. So, the, uh, and, and we all know that corporations and people's capital have a lot more say and sway in terms of like decision-making and what gets done and what doesn't. Um, so I could see like why that wouldn't be popular. Uh, but it's um yeah i don't i'm not like i'm not down for hey let's ship all these people into this neighborhood that doesn't have a problem right yeah let's find where the problems are or if we do need to ship people somewhere let's put them somewhere where they're not in like a residential area especially across the street from a school with like three-year-olds to like eight-year-olds right like it's that's kind of not a i don't know like i'm I'm, i want to help people but like it doesn't seem to make sense to me that's uh, you know what that 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 i'll say is absolutely fair uh, the reason I went nice is just because there's not enough services for yes. men. There, yep. there just factually isn't, mm-hmm. um, especially for uh, men who have been sexually abused or just abused. Um, it's why I have, in a way, a love-hate relationship with men's rights groups, because um, mm-hmm. I hate how they present. <laughs> like, I, I, I can't stand it. Um, how a number of people within that that group presents these it presents these issues and the terrible way they treat women in doing so. Um, but the some of the points they make are quite accurate. Uh, as someone in the social services sector, there are I'll just speak plainly, there aren't enough services for men. Uh, it's wonderful that there's as many services for women, and frankly, there need to be more. Mm-hmm. But the the men's side of that equation has been neglected yeah unfortunately there's so little funding that it is sort of a zero-sum game at the moment where it is like yeah yeah, like if you try to bring attention or funding to one then you're sort of taking it from the other and it's like it shouldn't have to be that way exactly i feel like there are very few men's rights uh issues that are actually legit um and and i fully agree with your assessment on like the the speciousness or whatever of of their their claims or like their positions it's um it's like yeah man yeah okay yeah yeah like um it's it's you know honestly uh, feminism is basically like it's sort of from my understanding it's supposed to address the um harmful uh gender uh not stereotypes but like norms and stuff like this this dichotomy the uh the rubric within which we exist um and it's supposed to basically be like like to point out like yes like talk, what about like uh, the expectations on on both men and women right like mm-hmm. that that we have to sort of adhere to um they're harmful to both of us like usually one that's harmful to to one is harmful to both right um and, and i think like there's a, a way w- w- within which like within feminism where like we could basically advocate for the abolishment of a lot of these um these uh, uh i don't know what, what are they called chris <laughs> these paradigms these paradigms these, these gender <laughs> paradigms that we live within right i would not have guessed that word so i'm really glad you <laughs> when you threw it to me i'm like i honestly don't know where you're going <laughs> <laughs> 
So it's yeah, man. It seems like yeah, yeah. Like a lot of the stuff that harms one harms both, and it harms all of us together. And we could really like start pointing out these things, right? Like oh, um, I don't know, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like yeah. um, yeah. <laughs> and that and that's the thing. Like uh, feminism at its absolute best is is fantastic. It it truly is, um, and it is about <laughs> equality for everyone. It's not female supremacy. That's a bad narrative that people have taken and latched onto because as with every single group, there are loud, bad apples yes. <laughs> who take something to a bad degree. Mm-hmm. And especially like we talked about earlier, as we live in a, a live in an age where almost like controversy and outrage is king, it's gonna get the most clicks. That's the stuff that gets spread the most, and then it's in the echo chambers, and then that's what people think of when they think of feminists. <laughs> They'll think of the loud, abrasive, like, female supremacist that's not an accurate representation of what feminism is and how it acts out. Now, I'm sure someone will be like, okay, here we got a man explaining feminism. <laughs> which, yeah. fair, which, fair, fair. But I'd also advocate Talk to any level-headed feminist, and they will, they will show you that how beneficial it is. Um, but just like anything, if you take it to an unhealthy degree, it's going to lead to bad results. Yeah, it was interesting. I, I it, you mentioned that where you're like, oh, men talking about fem- feminism. Because I was on, um, I was on this thread the other day. It was a Vosh thread. They were talking about like abortion and how, um, like it's one one person was making the point that like, oh, it's kind of weird, like two men debating about women's rights or, or abortion rights and stuff like that. And I was like, I mean, it seems to be like an ethical question. Um, and like, honestly, just because someone's like, there's many women, especially like in the States and the South and stuff where they're, they're they'll, they'll fully be on board with like revoking any sort of uh, abortion rights or whatever. Right. Like they're like they, um, so I'm like, it doesn't really matter whether or not someone's a woman. It matters. Like, so what you're saying is that in a debate, you're saying that we should have a woman in there that agrees with your position explicitly right otherwise it wouldn't matter if they're a woman or not right because yeah. like you know you get women who come in and, and they're even even more um restrictive than than the men debating and you know what i mean it's like so it doesn't really matter if they're a woman um you just want someone in there who has like the defense of like oh i'm a woman and this is about women's bodies but they totally and fully agree with you because i'm certain that if you had a person in a woman in there that didn't agree with you that was totally against abortion you wouldn't be advocating for like oh we should get some women in on this conversation right <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure it wouldn't yeah. be anywhere near as important to you at that point <laughs> yeah no no and I, I i definitely agree with you the only reason i brought that up is yeah i i i i guess i can kind of understand um but at the same point i agree with <laughs> like i don't think there's anything wrong with what i said there are extremists in in every group and any ideology if I said that incorrectly, I probably did. But you can take things to an extreme. Anybody can. Any ideology you can take to an extreme and to a bad place and to an unhealthy place. Uh, that happens with men's right group, men's rights groups, absolutely, and yeah. it does happen with feminists. Well, yeah, because it's like an, it's a it's insincere, right? It's like, oh, okay, like I'm going like. Every, no one can really like they can't say definitively whether or not i hold these things sincere like why i'm advocating for these things or why i hold the positions i do like i have enough plausible deniability that like they can't really outright accuse me of just being like 
oh, you're doing this to like feed your ego or you're doing, you know what I mean? Where like, yeah. so I hate it when people do that. Cause it's like, oh man, you're not really sincere. Like you just, you're hiding behind the fact that like, I can't read your mind or prove that like I, you won't be thinking when I, I'm very certain you're thinking, right? I, re- I remember uh, at one point on a shift in one of my jobs, um, someone was more, I'll say on the SJW side, um, tended to lean towards even the stereotype. Um, and man, that frustrates me because a lot of what SJWs stand up for in and of itself is fine. It's great that it's being called out. It's yeah. the manner and the extent to which they're pushing and how they're pushing that is detrimental to its cause. It's not even self-inflicted gunshot. It's a self-inflicted cannonball to the face. Um, um, but this person was like, they heard someone say that in the past they had made a racist joke. Um, and that was the only context. Now, of course, racist jokes are bad. We can all agree on that. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, like maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell Dave Chappelle, <laughs> you can't work Chris Rock. But yeah, anyway. yeah, because I was just thinking that. I was like, well, they say some pretty racist stuff about themselves, like their own race and stuff like that. Well, I think, I, I think that's also, it, it. that is a contextual difference. Chris Rock, as a black person, making observation, observations about black people, that's uh-huh. different than me. A, a very, very white dude <laughs> making oh. the same kind of jokes. Speaking that of Chris, would not lie. Me, you want, oh, here, here's my favorite Chris Rock uh, bit. Okay, here, let me go. So, when, <laughs> I was going to do the, uh, the bit that Michael did on the audience. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I knew exactly which one you were going with. <laughs> as soon as you said favorite Chris Rock bit, I'm like, oh, no, don't do it. <laughs> and we're canceled. Okay. Um, <laughs> um but like so this person when they heard that they got outraged and then they they were getting really angry and i had to be like you gotta calm down like all right you you got you gotta go for a walk or something and then when they come down they're like why weren't you talking to them it's so terrible that they're making things why would i get punished i'm like i understand that you hate racism everybody (laughs) does but you shouldn't get like punch somebody in the face because <laughs> they're not doing it directly here. And you're in the wrong in this situation. I'd be banning you from here for the night and probably for a week. <laughs> you got to address this properly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's difficult, right? Cause it's like, man, like I get you're angry and but like in this situation, if you express an anger in that way, you are going to make everything worse for literally everybody and you're going to solve no problem whatsoever. Right. Yeah. Like it's you're doing this, like you may like you may I don't know, man, you may be I guess justified in some respect, but you're doing this for you and the anger that you're feeling. And yeah. that's it's a it's an ego thing. It's not about the solution, it's not even about the act anymore. It's about like the rage that you're feeling and like you want to take out on somebody. And it's like Dude, don't like that's you gotta grow up a bit, you know. You got a little introspection, there. <laughs> a little, yep. A little uh, self awareness, right? Where it's like, how will this impact what I'm? <laughs> yeah, like what? How what do you this... like? What are you trying to accomplish here, right? Like, do you want to just go out like lashing out at the world uh, at, on your uh, whatever emotion that you're feeling at the time? Like that's not 
it's not how you function society. It's not how you create positive change or material change, right? Exactly. That that's gonna push people away from your viewpoint. You're giving them every reason to not consider what you're saying. You could be saying the most right things, but if you're doing it in that way, no one's gonna hear the words. They're just yeah. gonna see some raving lunatic being like, "I'm gonna punch you in the face." Like, why yeah. would I listen to you? Why would I have a conversation with you? Oh, you're dangerous and irrational. I don't want anything Ex- to do. Exactly. And that, in a nutshell, is why I have so much frustration with the social justice warriors. Oh, those people, Chris, they're, they're doing it for their own ego. It's, it's all, like, I think a lot of it is very, like, even though, like, you know, it's well, it's, again, that plausible deniability thing, right? Where it's like. It, it, it could have started well-intentioned, but that doesn't excuse. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, it's, it's like, um, oh, what did someone say? Someone said, uh, someone said, um, like if someone uses religion as an excuse for like a really crappy thing or to hold a very like, like not a non-defensible view, then it doesn't say, it says more about that person than the religion itself. Right. Cause like you can take anything from any religion and sort of warp it to fit your own, like that's any religion can be done like that. Right. There's, there's always multiple interpretations of like you know, any given um, holy book. And so I feel like there's a lot of ways in which like, like for you, for your, your, the way you practice Christianity to me is like super defensible. Right. And for others, the way that yeah, they could read the exact same words, exact same. I mean, I doubt these kind of, those kind of people do actually even read the Bible, but, um, but then they can use that to like excuse all sorts of heinous indefensible crap. Right. Yeah. <sighs> because of who they are and their identity they won't have to deal with it um and it's it's kind of like yeah so i i, I don't feel like it, you know if you have a, a lot of people like oh religion is uh, it poisons people i'm like I, I think these people are just kind of <laughs> and they use religion as an excuse <laughs> right yeah. sorry for uh, swear. <laughs> no 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 uh, i'll bleep it in post but it'll i'm i'm leaving the bleeping because it, it's it's fair um <laughs> yeah no people will use anything and warp anything as yep. any justification. People suck. <laughs> yeah, people, like, it's like, hey, like, can we just try and not suck? You know, like, <laughs> instead of like making an effort to suck as hard as you possibly can, let's let's can we all just agree, like, you know, nobody's gonna be perfect, but let's just like try to, like, let's try to not try to suck. You know? Well, yeah, it's <laughs> it's almost like at, at points I've had conversations with people where. It's like, well, why would we do that? Like, we're never going to get a utopia. I'm like, you're right. We never will. Because well, not with that attitude. <laughs> that too. <laughs> so, I'm like, I think our history shows that that won't happen. Uh, but that doesn't mean we don't try to make things better. Just yeah. because we won't get to perfection doesn't mean we just keep letting things get worse. It's like, oh, okay, dope. So literally every, uh, like, the seven or eight billion people on should all just kill themselves right now. I got it. That's a great argument. You made, you're made a super good point. You know, it's like, it's like, hey, there's like, seeing as we won't reach perfection, let's not try and do it at all. Let's just end all of our lives and just forget this whole human thing existed, right? Well, <laughs> it's almost like that's an attitude I had when I was in high school where it's like, okay, I don't get this and the teacher thinks I'm wasting, like, yeah. The teacher thinks I'm um blowing everything off, so whatever. Why bother trying? Yeah, that's um that's a younger mentality to have, mm. and that's not something that that's something you should grow out of, frankly. 
yeah like i could like it's it's something where it's like you know the, the, that sort of hopelessness doesn't really leave you but the manner in which you interpret it or the manner in which like you allow it to affect your understanding or beliefs or actions it, it changes right um yeah now uh, i will say just to clarify like that probably sounded like a dig and it might have been i didn't intend it as that but i i get how people can get that hopeless i've been there I've been there at times off and on for long times, mm-hmm. but just uh, that might be your view, but you can, I'd encourage reach out to people when that is your view, because that will help. Honestly, dude, I've been thinking about that a lot lately, like with my point of view and I'm like, man, cause like, I don't believe there's anything after this. You know what I mean? And I'm trying to think of like how I can basically defend my, defend like my morality or articulate it properly in the sense that, Cause I'm like, okay, so I feel like there's no, like, I'm not going to, you know, if I do wrong or if I do good, I'm not going to be punished. There's no afterlife. Like th- this is just my belief. I'm not saying the state no, of no. Mind, but from my perspective it is. Right. And so I'm trying to say, okay, so why do I still want to do good and be good and do good things? Right. Like, why is that still important to me? Irrespective of the fact that like, it, it's not going to matter. Um, because one day I'll be gone and I will remember it and I'll have nothing to show for it. Right. Um, and I'm just trying to figure out, like, how, like, why, like, and I'm like, okay, but, you know, I understand, like, <laughs> I'm like, even if it was all for nothing, like, I, I don't want to go through life being like, like, uh, it, I don't know, man, I don't know how to explain it. I'm still thinking of it. I'm still trying to, like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I, I, I think I get where you're coming from, though, where it's like, you, you don't want, it's not fun feeling that way. It really no. isn't. When and you feel like, that way, it sucks. <laughs> if there is no point either way, then why not do the good thing all the time? Then why not well, strive that, for yeah. it? Because you got to be here anyway. you got to be doing things, period. Like, why choose the thing? Sorry, Chris. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, just bleep it. <laughs> okay. okay, but yeah, but this kind of puts more work on you. you got to, like, pay attention more. And I, I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. I'm already editing together, like, four different calls. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, I can't until I get my computer back and it's not all on you. Um, yeah, but yeah, dude, yeah, I I don't know, I guess it's just like that, it's like, and I think, like, you know, uh, I just try to think, like, you know, my dad taught me, basically, he taught me what it was like to be a good person, right, and so, I feel like, if I don't live up to that, then, like, his life didn't matter, right? Yeah, I can get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not to cut you off, I just know you got to get ready for work soon. <laughs> yeah, I might just use one of my floating days. My foot still hurts. I got calls to make. I'm tired. I only got five hours sleep last night. Chris, I'm sorry for swearing. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Well, um, at least it's always in like the last like half an hour, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, as we uh, as we close down, I do want to say. Um, I, I, we got good heavy this week. I definitely think we do. Uh, we did. And listeners, legit, if you have any counter opinion to what we said, please email us. It's, uh, I believe it's it's either the Carpenter Arcade Radio, uh, <laughs> sorry, the Radio Arcade Podcast at gmail.com or just Radio Arcade Podcast at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Heck, if you can, drop us a voice memo. Um, because I love hearing people because then also you can hear their tone. You can kind of hear their, I'll say their heart a little bit because it's easy to misread print. You, you lose so One much thing I want to start 
Chris, one I thing I want to do with the show is like maybe we could have like, hey, leave us a voice message and we'll play it on the show and we'll like discuss it. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd um, be very cool. I'd be definitely down for that. And as we grow, I, I'd love that. Um, but yeah, especially if you it, it took umbrage or you you disagreed with what we said. And I'll say again, as long as it's constructive, like I'm not going to read bad faith into what you're, <laughs> what the feedback is, unless it's coming out swinging like you're idiots and how do you <laughs> swing this? I'll be honest, if if I read that, I'm just going to delete the email. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> that's not how I hear or learn things. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But we're we're down to hear that. We're we both like hearing different opinions and having these conversations it's how we grow um as the christian i'll say like it's i just can't remember the verse off the top of my head but it's a well-known one and if you google iron sharpens iron it'll take you to the scripture and that's something i believe um and that's something you and i do uh, with each other and other people like we take these two uh, our ideals our beliefs and we bounce them and <laughs> off other people. And it's how you can figure things out. Um, and because at times I might be blissful, uh, not even blissfully, I might be ignorant, not even intentionally ignorant. Uh, an example of this would be a while ago. I can't remember even what it was. Um, oh, it was in our friend chat. We were talking about um, babies getting ears pierced. <laughs> and I sent a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sent a thing to the group because I was like, I actually have no idea. I, I don't know why people do. So I did a quick Google search and then I learned that something that apparently is much wider knowledge than I knew, but like it's a cultural practice for many, many cultures. Yeah. And then when, when I said that, <laughs> I think Christian, you were like, how dare you condescend to me? <laughs> <laughs> you son of a, yeah, I, I, um, yeah, because like you, you'd be like, because I was just like, I to me, and I think that's where a lot of my, um, like where I assume people are bad faith comes from. Where like I just assume we all sort of have the, we know the same stuff. Where like to me, I'm just like, <laughs> this is basic common knowledge. And like, no, I had no idea that was a thing. And I was like, wait, what? How? I loved your, re I loved your reaction when you <laughs> when you saw that because you sent the whole message, and I'm like, oh, dude, no, I had no idea. So I'm just like, hey, in case anybody else has no idea, here you go. <laughs> oh yeah, and I want like I, I think like even irrespective of any like cultural thing, I still feel I I'm still I still feel like my take on it was correct, not correct, but like I'm still on the side of my take. Where, no, um, no, that's fair. Where, yeah, because like to me, it's like okay, you take something that can't consent to this, and then you pierce the tears. I'm like, it's more, it's about you, right? It's like you're treating your child like an extension of your ego or like your property or something, right? And like it's like you could say there's cultural implications, yeah, but that doesn't. That doesn't change what I said in any way whatsoever, right? Like I don't see yeah. how like there being a cultural precedent for it changes what I'm saying. Like I, I don't see, like I think they're both congruent, like they're true, right? Yeah. Um, oh no. And yeah. when I saw uh, like my take was I wasn't trying to argue for it. Um, no, 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 I know. No, 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 oh I'm, yeah. Just, I mean intellectually, I'm like I'm just I'm, I'm just trying to like revise it in my head for me. That was all for me, Chris. I wasn't trying to. Let's not make a point towards you. <laughs> no, no. A, a passive aggressive point. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Because uh, I know with you, there's no passive aggressive. You'll just go for it. <laughs> yeah, I, le I do like to like go hard and then walk it back because I find that <laughs> if I don't, then I'm not going to say, I'm not going to come even close to saying anything or what I mean. And I'm like, I'd rather 
push past it right off the bat and make it a little contentious than not address it in any way whatsoever, right? Yeah. I, I think that's the times why we like we'll chat before we record. We get that that angst or whatever it is around it out, and then it's like, oh, okay, now we can get to what we really mean. Yes. <laughs> and like, I know uh, when I saw Mike's question, my thing is I always like to try to understand the other viewpoint before I ad- address it or try yeah. to gather my thoughts on it, um, because it's like I, I, I'm seeing. Like your passionate response and Mike's passionate response. And I think everybody's. And I'm just like, am I missing something? Is this is this as serious as it is? Like, I, why do people do this? <laughs> and then it's, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, I do like how you, um, you try to be like, why do people do this? And I'm more like, I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on why people do things. I just peer, like, in, as from a human level, right? And so I'm just like, Oh, it's because of this. And it's like, oh, yeah, but it's also because of this. It's like, okay, well, fair enough, but still. <laughs> 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 but honestly, like, I have been proven wrong, but I, I feel like, I don't know, man. Like, there's a lot of times where, like, I feel like if you, if you have, like, if, you're, if your perspective or your analysis is, like, high up enough or far enough away, then you can basically, like, like for instance, like, you said, like, the, the cultural thing. It's like, yes, that's, that's added context that while it, it, it's true, to me, it doesn't, I don't feel like it changes the fact, like the reasons why people do things, right? Like you could say like, oh, but like culturally it's like everyone's doing it. So this is what we do. But it's like, okay, but then you're not really like, I think, okay, maybe you're not using, you're not like, in effect, objectively, you are treating your child like this is an extension of yourself or it is your property, right? Because this is an entity that can't consent to this like physical um, aberration or whatever, right? So, but at the same time, it's like, okay, but they're not like, they may not even be thinking about it at all. It might just be like, oh, this is what happens at this age in our culture. And it's like, Okay, fair enough, man. But like, you know, maybe maybe like I'd like to put forth the the possibility that maybe we all have a duty to sort of like look at our culture and our actions critically, right? <laughs> no, no. And I, I like I think that's a very very fair point. It's <laughs> like I don't think the the culturally is always a catch all. Um, and yeah, I, and it's like, not to I judge people really like i get it like it's like it's not a judgment it's like yeah i'm pretty sure like this is just what's happening and like I, i'm fairly certain if i were you in your position it, it's fully likely that i would do the same thing right um yeah. like I, well, i'm not it, claiming that i would in any given situation be perfect <laughs> well it, it, it's interesting just because it's a game like the environment with just stuff that's traditional like what you're used to at times you don't even question it you're just like nope this is this is just what we do it's just how it's been done yeah it's capitalism like, <laughs> Or minimum wage jobs only for high school students. <laughs> yeah, which I don't think has ever been true. But it's like, even then, it's like, dude, well, like, that's clearly not the case now. You can't just say, this should be it. And then, like, all of a sudden change, like, huge swaths of history and culture and society to fit your narrative. It's like, no, dude, we're looking at the issue now. There are, like, millions of people, adults, working full time, not getting any benefits, not getting any retirement, not getting any time off, not, not getting, like, they're working full time, quote, unquote, like, three jobs, though, across three different jobs yeah. with schedules that, like, that switch on a whim for like literally no reason. There's no reason why managers have to like give you different shift each week. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So it's, it, it's, um, it's also legit. Why? Um, like w- with this election in particular, if I was talking to people, it's like, well, why universal basic income? Why not just raise the minimum wage? I'm like, no, that's not going to work. That's not going to cut it. We've seen that. <laughs> like, look what happened the last time we just raised minimum wage. Mm. jobs got cut 
like how many full-timers went down to part-time how many people lost their jobs because corporations prerogatives and they've been allowed to get to this point like capitalism has twisted into something that it should never be um and is not okay it's twisted to a point where okay well we just want to keep prof our profits at the same point or higher we've got to mm. appease our shareholders so well, you know, probably to jack up our prices and cut jobs and cut benefits where it's like if the cost of living went up, jobs went down and this didn't accomplish anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, what we're seeing is that our government's fully beholden to the interests of corporates, uh, corporatists and uh, capitalists. Right. Like it's completely <sighs> every decision. Like, look at how the wages haven't increased in, in years, but the CEO conversation has. Uh, look at how rents have increased exponentially, but like, you know, uh, cost of education increased exponentially, but now you get paid like $15 for a master's degree, right? Or something. It's, oh it's, my gosh. It's, it, this is what we're seeing is the effect of like completely selling out the injured. Like our elected representatives have completely um, just sold us out 100% for decades. Like it's, this is neoliberalism basically, Chris. It's, 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 it's like hardcore crony capitalism wrapped in like a feel good rainbow flag. <laughs> it's like, it's, um, you know, uh, crap what, what oh man you said something and it really i really wanted to go on a tangent and i can't remember now but oh oh you were saying minimum wage yeah because if they, you know they raise the minimum wage um and these companies instead of like saying like like instead of being like oh crap like maybe we need to negotiate with the the landlords right maybe we need to um find some way to lower property uh costs or lower like the, the first thing they do is cut jobs and lower yep. wages and they don't even think, hey, maybe we should like reduce CEO pay or maybe we shouldn't maybe we should reduce the, the dividends. Maybe we shouldn't buy back our stocks. Maybe like I, I, I saw this. Um, I think it was Microsoft. Uh, it was in Canadian Investor, the subreddit. And what they did is they just spent like I think it was like six billion on stock buybacks. And oh my gosh. And one of the comments, they're like, well, they have like this is the best ROI. They have nothing else to invest in. Like and my, my thought was like, uh their employees like uh, did they not get a return on investment for investing in their employees i'm, I'm sorry like, <laughs> like yeah like if if the system is set up so that's the best roi then that system is not defensible it's not working right like it's working to, to move capital from the lowest rungs of society into the people the pockets of people already have it and they're what are they doing chris they're not spending it on us they're not it's not trickling down they're hoarding it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, okay, I'm done. <laughs> <Thanks for> the... <laughs> no, no, I, I hear you. Um, all right, we are going to, I think that's going to bring us to a close. The final thing I'll say is, um, actually, it's going to be two things. One, I'll, on the flight, I, I don't know who's listening to this, so I'll say anybody who's in Canada and who's a, who's a Christian, uh, this is coming out the day after the election. So whatever the result, whether you're happy with it or not, pray for the leader. Uh, for take Mojo. a breath. Pardon? I said, pray for Mojo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just pray for the leader, whether you agree with them or not, whether you support them or not, whether you like them or not. Scripturally, we're called to uh, pray for our leaders. Um, so believers, do that. And I'd say, especially when you, if you don't like them, because we're also told to pray for our enemies. Yeah. Um, or, pardon? Or you could vote NDP, and then, <laughs> and then all, all the good stuff you want to happen to people will be far more likely to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the other thing I'll say is uh, we're recording this on a t Wednesday, sorry. Um, 
Wednesday the today's the fourteenth, right? I believe so. It might be the fifteenth. It's yeah, the fifteenth. Okay. All right. So we're recording this on Wednesday, the 15th. Yesterday was Tuesday, the 14th. And uh, we found uh, the news was shared that uh, comedian Norm Macdonald passed away. And that was that was I'll say for me, that was a bummer. Um, And for a lot of people, it was a bummer. And it was a surprise because Norm had been battling cancer for years and he he never disclosed it. And the closest comparison you can have to that happening recently was Chadwick Boseman. Um, nobody knew he was sick. Nobody he worked with knew he was sick. Um, people he filmed with didn't know. And it, it, it was a shock and it was a surprise. Um, and Norm was, I'll admit, one of my favorite comedians. I didn't always enjoy the podcast or the stand-up, but he, his delivery with jokes was so funny. Um, the dude was hilarious. So if, if you want a feel good laugh, um, and I think we all need those right now, um, or just a really good laugh where you get this build up and then it's the most juvenile, <laughs> like obvious punchline, but it's somehow made more hilarious by Norm MacDonald. Um, I'd readily recommend the moth joke, uh, that's circulating a lot right now. It's hilarious. It's on an interview he did with Conan. Um, any of his Burt Reynolds stuff on SNL, Celebrity Jeopardy, uh, his news, um, his weekend update stuff. It's SNL, so you could argue it gets mean-spirited or crass, but it was also really, really funny. Um, and then also, any if you look up compilations of, like, Norm Saves the Interview, oh, my gosh, they're, they're hilarious. Um, or his roast of Bob Saget. He went up and did an anti-roast. deliberately bombing like going with roasts that you jokes that you get from retirement parties in the 50s and it was it was outstanding it was just so funny it's masterful um that's like a unique deadpan guy like it's oh wow yeah like oh man (laughs) it's such a bummer we lost it he's i know it's a bummer that he couldn't um you know, he had the gambling problems throughout his life, and it seems like um, he uh, he just, I think he could have been a lot more successful if he was more willing to play ball, if you know what I mean, but um, he wasn't, and I respect him for that, for real. Yeah, no, he, <laughs> like, it's so funny, because you'd see him as as a, a guest, and I, is it The Late Show with James Corden? I just can't remember what uh, show James Corden's is, hmm. um, but he was he was up for that before James Corden got it, and I was like, "Man, Norm would be hilarious." But it would also be such a different, such a different late night show because he was also a very different cat. He would deliberately do things that weren't the norm for late night, like just doing long jokes and interrupting and just making jokes at the guests' ex- other guests' expense, but not mean spiritedly. <laughs> and it would it would have been different. He in a way, I think he was like podcast humor before there were podcasts. Um, so yeah, if you want a good laugh, look up any of the things I suggested. Um, yeah, I just I, I I just felt like I should shout that out because he was uh he was a unique cat. Chris, I wanna one I wanna mention one thing. Um, you just it made me think of it. I I um I'd seen this uh, little story on Reddit for this guy. 
he was um he was going to school, right? I can't. I'm just taking a course or something, and he had this guy that would sit beside him, and this guy he was an immigrant, right? And he would um, you know, it was kind of difficult to talk to him, uh, but he was always super friendly, and he's like, man, every time I come to sit down, this guy has um. Every time I come to sit down, this guy has all of his books and stuff on my chair and on my side of the desk. And every time he's like, oh, you're here. And then he moves it. And I'm just sort of like, what the hell, man? Like, yeah, I'm here. That's where I sit. Stop putting your stuff there. And he's like, one day I came in and I was standing outside and I could see him. And I'm like, oh, there it is. Like his stuff's on my desk again. And then someone goes to sit there. And he said, no, my good friend, whoever sits here. And he's like, then I realized, like, he thought we were friends. And he was saving oh, my seat. Oh, my gosh. And he's like, so basically, he went and he took him out to lunch that day, right? And he's like, if I had spent less time thinking about me from my perspective, things from my perspective and how they only affected me, I I would have been able to recognize that all the situation a lot sooner for what it was. And he's like, it made me realize that, um, you know, like, I should just, I should get out of my own head more, right? And think about, yeah. like, other things. I think from a perspective, and I think that's the sort of made me think about the more you should, people should be more curious, right? And mm-hmm. less less concerned with like, oh, am I right or am I being smart? And that's something that really affected me. Both those things, like that, I'm like, that's that sounded exactly like me. That's exactly how I think, right? Like I can't make friends with people because all I can think of is like how their friendliness is making me angry. <laughs> like, and, and, um, I got my own problems. How dare you burden me with yours? <laughs> yeah, how dare you like like you make force me to like acknowledge your existence. This is really stressing me out, right? Um it's it's uh but like and I realize like I, I do that a lot where I'm like I'm fairly certain I know like I'm willing to admit I'm wrong, but like I do jump the gun a lot and I really want to cult like I think that there's an aspect of your contrarianism quote unquote that is really just like more like a humble uh, uh curiosity uh and, and i appreciate I think, that yeah man i think that's something i want to cultivate within myself because i feel like i'm a little too quick to be like i've seen this this stuff before right like this is um like i do feel like i do i have a, a really good understanding of what makes people tick uh, I think I'm, I think that's something yeah. I'm intrinsically good at. Not obviously not great. I'm not infallible, but I think like you know I don't have a lot of skills in life, but I think that's one of the ones that I'm sort of good at. But even still, like, I mean, you know, if there's more information to to know, then I'd, I'd like to know it, right? Like, yeah. Thank you, dude. It's it's an admirable uh, quality if if you're not just doing it to to to, to take the other side of something. Just, just to be contrary and Chris. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's interesting i think i think part of that has been working in social ministry and social work because i i've said it when i've done uh specific topics about that like talking to people especially christians looking at getting into those fields but it does apply to everyone like you're going to be working with people who not only are going through the worst time of their lives a number of them are going to be actively engaging in and supporting some things that are are reprehensible to you and in general um but they still need help (laughs) so it's like getting past that horrible thing they're doing and trying to work with the person underneath and that like that's hard um but it's it's been very beneficial for me um and it, it it I'll, I'll say it has shaped how how I deal with people. 
Um, it's why I do have such an issue with the sweeping statements or seeing where it's like, if someone say votes conservative or in, even in the case of Trump, where you can say so many things, so many things, so many understandable and justifiable things. Um, but it's like, okay, this person isn't the, <laughs> the bad decision that they made or the horrible thing they've supported, but we got to work on that thing that they did. Uh, yeah, like it's it's where I like I usually like generally like to delineate between like okay, is this am I talking am I talking broad um, systemic prescriptions or am I speaking one on one to an individual? Because I find like a right. lot of times I am pretty conservative if I'm giving advice to an individual person, but if I'm right. looking to solve systemic problems, um, my solutions are generally very left wing because yeah. those are the solutions that seem to that that actually work. Right. Yeah. Like if I, for instance, if I was talking to like, um, you know, a kid from like a very poor neighborhood who dresses like, uh, you know, who doesn't dress very well. They don't dress professionally. They dress maybe like that you would imagine they would be in a gang or sell drugs or just up to no good, quote unquote, which isn't like, you know, it's just because someone dresses a certain way doesn't mean they that's their behavior. But I mean, we live in a society. You know, what are you going to do? These are just sort of the connotations that most people have. Right. Like it's, it doesn't it, again, it makes absolutely no sense to just ignore that given the fact that it's reality, even though it's in reality that you feel it shouldn't be the case. So yeah. if, you know, I take this kid and I'd be like, hey man, you need to start dressing properly. You need to go apply to jobs. You need to like find some way to like get your G, you know, stuff like that, right? I would like, hey, yeah. take some, you need to take personal responsibility. In the meantime, let's all advocate for, for a system that's like, that's going to help everyone, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's not well, like, you know, you it, go to someone who's making wrong choices and be like, these are perfectly defensible choices. Keep on making them. We're going to make the government fix your life. It's like, no, dude, no one's. Yeah, no. Well, and it's what, it, like, and society and things will change, like they always do. It does. Yeah. As time changes and evolves, um, that's why, even with UBI, as much as I'd love it to be forever, I'd also love society to get to the point where it's not a necessity. Just like when I ran a food bank, Someone was like, uh, what's your bet? Uh, like, what's your biggest dream? I was like, in a weird way to not have a job. And they're <laughs> like, what? And I'm like, I, because my job is this <laughs> and working in shelters. And I'd love if those weren't necessities. Yeah. I would love to get to a point where that's not a needed field. I can't think of a social worker who doesn't have that social workers or someone in ministry who's going on missions uh and doing stuff like that i can't think of anybody who's like actively wants those things to keep going so they can have an income there might be some but i can't think of anybody and it would be very very limited um oh i would i would love for you and i to do a deep dive on like um like those crazy evangelicals in the states, like the ones that like the mega churches and the. Oh no! Yeah. No, I know. maybe not. Maybe you don't have to. It's okay. But no, 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 no. Uh, it, it's not that I'm opposed to it. <laughs> it's just it's one of those where I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is gonna be such like... such a headache on my. Because yeah. they drive me nuts. Um. Yeah, I can imagine that's probably gonna be very triggering for you. Like for me, yeah. like it's like with me and these crazy SGWs or the tankies, like it triggers me so hard. <laughs> um, yeah, no, where it's yeah, it's just one of those things where, uh, uh, like, as long as it's needed, yes, it's it, that's non-negotiable for me at this point. <laughs> like, I it, and I'll also recognize, like, not everybody agrees. That's not everybody's experience. That's also 
not every uh, something people just genuinely don't know about. And some of the stuff that's been shared about it because of how our media is <laughs> have twisted it into things that it's not. Um, so I'd be like, let's make this as accessible as possible so people can learn and actually get understand how beneficial this will be. Yeah. And if you're worried about it, like, how will, like, oh, it'll tank the economy. That's not true. <laughs> That's actually not true. Economists have shown how that will be funds that aren't going into the economy now will be. Um, but then also, if we get to the point where people don't need it, then we don't need it. But we're not there. We're nowhere near there. We're so far from there. <laughs> you don't you don't not do it because you, let's get to the point where that's a conversation that should be on the table. But yes. we're nowhere near there yet. It's like I understand the fear of slippery slopes, but you're telling me like, hey, there's a ditch like 20 miles away from you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel a lot of the people who use the slippery slope analogy either don't understand it, or they're like they're being hyperbolic, un like unintentionally, or they um like like for people Over, who are like oh. way overly cautious. <laughs> yeah, well, overly, yeah, it's so interesting how people are like uh who call people who support like um the vaccination passports and stuff like sheep, and it's like dude, like you're acting like we don't have all like we we don't a have access to the information or like the concepts that you do. It's like yeah, man, I'm fully aware that like you know allowing the government too much power might end up like screwing us i just don't think that this is one of the situations like i don't see any evidence that this is going to be like all of a sudden we're all going to be in like this there's a countrywide concentration camp type of thing right like there's nothing like this the, every decision they make like uh, you can see why it's rational you can see what how it would benefit the security of the nation itself how it would protect a lot of the corporate interests that i, I assume people like that might be uh <laughs> advocating for so it's um I'm like, it's like, dude, I, I literally, I understand what you're saying. Like, I'm not a sheep. It's not like I can't comprehend what a slippery slope might look like. It's just that I'm not like, I'm not so, um, I'm not so devoted to my own, like, for, to feeling special or unique or to have some sort of special knowledge, which elevates me. Like I'm not devoted to my ego and I'm, and I'm not so deluded that like, I, I'm going to, I think that this is like government tyranny and they're about to like tanks riding down the street. Like, like these people are like, Oh man, they're like, they're, these are like, this is like, it's like Nazi Germany or something, right? It's a dictatorship. It's like, dude, no, no one's coming to your house. No one's going to jail you. No one's finding <laughs> you. No one's holding a gun to your head saying you have to get vaccinated. They're literally saying, Hey, like you can't like, 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 also, what tanks does Canada have? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like, do you really think they're like they're not run? There's not martial law. Like, dude, what are you saying? You know, like, what? You're and like, I, um, they're like a little kid who's like, oh, you, the, the parents like, hey, you have to eat these vegetables, and they're like, they lose their crap thinking like it is the literal end of the entire world, right? Like, <laughs> it's I don't know, it blows my mind. Yeah, no, and it's. It, yeah, I, I sympathize. And I think people can get there without, like, it necessarily being ego. But it's also like, yours, and I'm not trying to say they're a sheep, but it's like, you're saying that I need to open my mind when the widest possible of numerous resources, not just one voice, but like 10, 10, say 10 different sources with different political affiliations, with different agendas, so none of this is unanimous. <laughs> They're saying this, and you're saying it's this from 
one or two people who share a common agenda yeah. and a common system of beliefs. I'm not sure it's necessarily my mind that it's not open. That's a very good point. <laughs> and it's and it's under not excusable, but it's also because of how media is and how social uh, social media and everything has gotten to the echo, ch echo chamber point where people just get entrenched in their belief. But so it's, entrenched this, this, in their belief that they don't even look, at, intentionally or not, they're not looking beyond it. But yeah, but then the projection comes out and the cognitive dissonance to like levels yeah. that like I couldn't imagine were possible until the invention of the, the internet. Where I'm just like, oh, man, I know. Oh, like there's people dying of COVID and on their last breath, they're saying they don't have it or that the doctor gave it to them or something. And it's like, Whoa, man! Like you know, like that. That uh, anyway. Okay, we should probably get going. We've been doing this. We 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 should. Yeah. And <laughs> um, I'll finally say, and I, I said this on Instagram, but I, I'll I'll triple down on this. Um, I I support the vaccination passport. I agree with it. I understand it. It's unfortunate that we're at the point that we need it. Yeah, um, it's unfortunate that all you unvaccinated people made us get to this point. It's 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 unfortunate that your your prophecies we have become self fulfilling due to your actions. Uh, and heck, I'll be uh, heck if if you feel the need to protest it, you have the right to peacefully protest. Do this with Dougie. Do not do this at hospitals. Oh yeah, it yeah. is horrible that that's happening. That should not be a point anybody needs to point out. You are active. One, hospital workers, nurses, doctors, they don't have the decision in this. Uh, by doing this, you are depriving people with COVID and not from healthcare. You are negatively impacting others. And this seems to be not your intention, but this is the result. And I'm reading horrifying article after horrifying article where some people are going into the hospitals to protest and then people have loved ones dying and they do not have a private place to grieve to absorb this horrible situation because people are in there to protest that's not a right that's disgusting and if yeah. you're if you're feeling the need to protest you have that right but do it right. Do it with the right person taking it out on health workers and impacting people's health. You're making things worse. And oh, yeah. you, are not people... pointing, you are not pointing anybody to your side. Nobody no. is like that is valid. Yeah, no, these people, <sighs> these people, oh, well, it's all fake. we're trying to expose that there's actually literally no COVID patients in there and stuff like that. Or um, also get a job. Like, what, what are these people doing that they have all this time during the day to come downtown and like protest at all? Go get a job, damn it! Like, <laughs> <sighs> sorry, I just had to get that off my chest because it happened again this week. I'm just like, right, are you serious, <laughs> dude? I rode, I rode right past those protesters when I went to work, like uh, because they were protesting at East, uh, not East General, at Toronto General, and I had to ride up University, and like I had to ride through them, like they're blocking the bike path and stuff. Is like, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Go, go protest Dougie. <laughs> like, yeah. He's the, he's the, the person that doesn't. Does he... <laughs> oh, okay, I, I don't get it. Angry. 
is that the yeah, no. like they're they're very very hands off with it and like and it's like you can kind of get like I I mean if we're getting conspiratorial it's like okay well the whole union was against getting vaccinated so I can only imagine how many of these uh, just idiot uh, overpaid un, uneducated cops are are uh, <laughs> how many of them are actually anti-vaxxers but it's like you know people are like well then like how do we make them do their jobs and it's like you start to realize like oh they can't so if they literally wanted to become a gang they'd be untouchable like there's literally no recourse for any civilian uh, body to remove officers to institute any meaningful change whatsoever or to control them in any way and it's like basically the reason like they aren't just doing everything they want or don't want which they are but basically like like they could basically do literally anything they want or don't want um uh the, the, you, you there's i have like 30 articles or something all within the past five years of like Toronto cop like instance after instance after instance of these people committing crimes and getting paid vacation and then not getting fired right um it's it's completely corrupt uh it's an indefensible paradigm and and uh something absolutely 100% needs to be done because they're they're doing whatever they do and don't want to do with impunity and um that's completely utterly unacceptable to me uh at 100% it's to me that's like means for like violent uprising like if the very police force that's there to protect you and your interests are not doing their jobs and they're basically like getting paid like hundreds and thousands of dollars to do nothing uh to enforce no laws and to break laws and exploit their positions and like uh like what do you call that right like it's like a like there's for instance like look in la there's um a huge problem in their police departments where police uh, police were actually forming gangs so you had five different police departments uh all with gangs like they had tattoos all sorts of stuff they're committing crimes um they're competing with the actual gangs in los angeles oh my gosh (laughs) It's like well, there's nothing you can do, basically. And uh, to me, like that's insane. It's they're like a mafia. They're they're the state mafia. It's it's crazy, Chris. Yeah. <sighs> okay. I, anyway. <laughs> yeah. No. No. We gotta go. Uh, I'll quickly say. I think. Uh, yeah. No. The the system. So many systems need a complete overhaul. And yeah. I, I know some police who aren't those people. No. <laughs> uh, it's 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 so you know like. Are, there are good police officers. There are yeah. people who actually enforce things the way they should be. Um, and it sucks that they got so many coworkers that that don't. Well, not only that, but like the leadership as well, the whole uh, structure of like the union and stuff. Um, all of that, it, it all, it's all the incentives are to not do your job properly um, and, and to, to receive literally no, there's no recourse, right? Like it's, they're fully insulated and shielded and protected. And I was going to mention that the ACAB, ACAB like, as a concept isn't to say that literally every cop is like a bad person, but that the job in order to do it, you, the job itself is a, is a bastard, right? Like it's, um, uh, and not only uh, because like, uh, you know, again, the current like paradigm, but obviously, uh, you know, the the phrase like a, a few bad apples spoil the bunch. Well, um, there's a few good apples. It's, it's mostly bad apples. Yeah. And when the phrase is like it's the phrase when it spoils the bunch, it means that literally the entire the, the water has been poisoned, essentially. Right. The well has been poisoned. So you need to um, drain it. <laughs> And literally, like, start from the ground up type of thing, right? Yeah. Uh, it's why, like, police reform, great idea. When yeah. <laughs> or when people say defund the police, they're not saying take all the police away and we want lawlessness. <laughs> it's like, look, what we got ain't working. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, we're giving you more and more money each year and we're getting less and less in return. We need, what we need to do is starve you of money, make, force you to make the proper reforms. 
and then if, once you've proven that you're capable of doing so and you're capable of actually like you know uh doing your job fulfilling the requirements of the job uh then yeah we can start funding you more it's interesting uh you know cri- <laughs> i don't know man i don't know it, it, it's crime keeps going down irrespective of whether or not like we raise police budgets but then they say oh we need more money to do this we need more money to do that it's like well crime's been going down like across you know all of north america for like 20 30 years now um it's it's at what point do we stop like do we sort of curtail the the money we're giving you right <laughs> at what point do we <laughs> do we sort of decide hey like is this actually because we're increasing police budgets or is it literally just like society's getting safer right <laughs> um all right i, I we're going to cut it here because yeah. <laughs> I think we've got enough content. This might end up being two episodes. <laughs> we're, near, yeah. we're, we're near three hours. Um, so I might split it up. We'll figure that out. Um, all that being said, dear listener, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, like I said, email us feedback. We'd love that. You can find us on Red Circle. Um, they're our host. They are wonderful. Um, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and I believe we're starting to show up on other podcatchers. Um, and as we learn which ones, we will make sure y'all know. And uh, check us out on Instagram at Radio RK Podcast, and we will have the Twitter set up shortly. Right on. <laughs> right on. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> thank you for listening. Uh, that's like the 15th time I've said that. <laughs> and uh hope you all have a great day christian i hope you have a good day at work if you go <laughs> thanks buddy <laughs> all right have a good one everybody peace peace